Hey, what's going on, everybody? I just wanted to open up this episode first by saying thank you to everyone who's been along this journey for the past three years as we've been doing this podcast and all the guests who've participated and shared their time and their journeys with all the listeners. I just want to give this intro because I sat down for my usual three-year anniversary episode with my teammate, Mark, and this episode went a little bit longer then I like to just put out for an episode. It went for about three hours and 15 minutes. So I had to break the episode up. So it gets a little weird at the end for, you know, those reasons. Exactly. I just didn't do a proper send off. So, um, you know, we cut off at one point and then I just kind of spliced the oh and then in there. Just wanted to kind of put it out there because it's a little obvious, but I don't want you all to think, oh, this guy's just sloppy. He doesn't know what he's doing, even though that may very well be the case. I at least like to let you guys know. So just want to open up the episode, give you all kind of a heads up, and we'll go ahead and get on with it. Welcome to the show. What's up? To another episode and a anniversary episode of Off the Mats Podcast. So, three years ago, just on some random bullshit, I was like, man, I think I want to do a podcast because COVID and everything. So, you know, couldn't really see friends, couldn't hang out with nobody. So, I was trying to figure out ways to kind of stay involved, like just with people around me. And I decided to do a podcast. And I was okay with doing it remote. I was okay with doing uh, some episodes in person with, you know, certain guests. Just, you know, just, you know, playing playing by the rules at the time. But when I started this podcast, the first guest that I had on was one of my teammates. Because, you know, we we're both very, very much in the same boat. We're like, I was like, I don't want to go out nowhere anyway. Like, fuck is all this. So, fortunately... He agreed to do the podcast with me, and if you ever go back to listen to episode one, I do apologize. The sound quality is really bad because even though I had the equipment, we, for some reason, used my phone to fucking record, and it didn't sound like we could barely hear you. I thought the mic was on the one side, so yeah. as you're talking, like it's not picking up, so whatever. This episode, welcome back for the anniversary episode as he does this every anniversary with me. Coach Mark, what's up, man? How you feeling? This is the first time I ever done this in the morning. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, huh. Every time uh, we, yeah, it's been night. Every time we've done it, it's been at night, and we've been drinking. True. Well, <laughs> I am drinking. <laughs> it's what? It's eleven o'clock. I mean, I it's, think I might join you. <laughs> I got, oh, oh, you going hardcore? I, I just got the wine. I'm just <laughs> my coffee. Just a this dude just reached over for the fucking crown apple. Was like, oh, I'll join you. Like. Fuck, <laughs> like, but but yeah, it, that's weird. Like to even think, it's like yeah, I guess yeah, this is the first time we've like recorded. Yeah, like during the day at least. Um, just even thinking about like any time that we recorded anything or like it, it's like each time, I feel like the quality has gotten a little better. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like the whole setup is entirely different. So starting from day one, 
You're right. It was on a phone. Yeah. <laughs> Your laptop. And, and the fucked up thing is I had microphones. <laughs> the microphones went like this, though. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I don't know what mic. I had like, well, this arm was there, but it was a different mic that was just yeah. stupid. Yeah, yeah. And then the other microphone that came with the, the uh, mixer was like, I don't know, man. But I was just like, I, I feel like it was working, but I was like, let's just use the phone just to test it out. And I was like, oh, this is going to be episode one. Fuck it. Let's go. And I think the next year I had a different setup, but I didn't connect the mics properly. <sighs> and then here we are. Well, no, this would be our fourth time doing that because you did the first one, sec- the first year anniversary, uh-huh. the original episode. Uh-huh. The second year anniversary. This is the third year episode. It's weird how birthdays work. <laughs> it's like. It's my third birthday. Yeah, but I mean, we've been here for four years. It's like, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm reading that wrong. Fucking no. Who needs thinking? Fuck that. So, what's been up with you, man? How you how you been? Crown apple and, and coffee <laughs> are not the mix. I could have told you that, dude. I mean... I'm playing I got, catch up. I got some... Um, other shit in the fridge that's God. actually good. <laughs> Probably not with coffee. For sure not with coffee. Co- I'm not a morning person. Nor am I. But I love morning practice, actually. I think morning practice is it's a good way to like get your energy going. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm all about it. I could just never do it. That's, a, that's the one thing that's difficult being about being a, a master's. Right? Like with the adult, being an adult competitor, you could be you can just come in the morning, train all all morning, get a whole bunch of rest, and then train at night. Masters, you need, you gotta, you gotta work, you gotta, yeah. you gotta work. Um, it's tough. Was it yesterday? Was the first time I trained a morning class? Yeah, since April. How did your body feel? Oddly enough, physically I felt fine. Yeah. I was just, you know, I was tired. So because I, I I trained twice that day, yeah, and I was tired. My like mind was just like, you know, now's a good time for a nap. And <laughs> uh, you know, I'm sitting there with the iPad trying to read a comic book and shit. And Sophie's like jumping on the couch, and I was just like, hey, I'm gonna go ahead and like just curl up and take a nap. Yeah, and I didn't, but I I definitely wanted to. For some reason, I was up to three thirty a.m. I watching documentaries like, you find a good documentary at 2 a.m it's on I was fucking watch this george michael documentary one week watch the kevin smith documentary last night documentaries they get me dude you know a documentary I'm, it's kind of dark but i'm wishing it, it'll come out soon it's the submarine <laughs> i'm not gonna lie dude i thought about that shit the other day i was like Oh, because I was on um, 2B, 2B TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have uh, Titanic 2. <laughs> There's this high... It's it's a low-budget bullshit. I don't even know what it's about. I never watched it, but I saw Titanic 2. And my first thought was, yo, they are fast. <laughs> they are quick to make a move. Oh, oh, no, this is another movie. I thought they were talking about that sub. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> But but technology moves fast, dude. Like when COVID hit, there was a horror movie called Host. Yeah, I saw and, that. And it, I mean, like we went into lockdown in like what March or April or some shit. Yeah, and yeah, that yeah. movie was out like three weeks later. It, 
an easy movie to make, but still. So, I wouldn't be shocked we get a movie, a documentary on that. So the one thing that got week. me when COVID first started was, I think I sent you this. It was literally a novel about falling in love with COVID, and COVID manifested itself into a man. And I was like, wait, really? And it was literally for all the erotica, erotica like novel readers and everything. The it's erotic like, fiction or the erotic literature is is crazy. Yeah, like there's some creative things that be going on where I'm like, how? No, I be thinking of some wild shit. Like, I, I'm in a basement full of action figures, so I, I clearly have a wild imagination. But those those erotic writers, I'm like, some of them are like crazy. I remember one of the line, one of the things I read was like. As he stuck me, he infected me with his pathogens. And I was like, oh, my God. I had to throw my eye out of way due to the shit. I was like, who took this seriously? I think that's the thing, though. People are like, like, talk vividly to me. Like, make it matter. And it's like, I mean, yeah, just pull down your pants. I mean, maybe I'm not Mr. Romantic. I don't know. That's why I'm not an erotic writer. <laughs> so I'm just like, this shit would be three pages long. <laughs> just a straight porn scene. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I, I mean, well, I, but erotic literature isn't primarily for dudes. Dude, I mean, porn is for dudes. Dudes are just like, just turn that shit on. Like, yeah, there's like a lot of women who they want to read into the, like, uh, what, Fifty Shades of Black. That shit. It's like, but if that dude was poor, <laughs> that, that's a whole different book. If he lived in a studio apartment. <laughs> that book is an assault charge. <laughs> like, but he's got money, so it's like, oh, he's hot. <laughs> I mean, look, I ain't going to lie. If a grandma came up to me and was like, so you want that PlayStation 6, right? <laughs> it ain't even yet. <laughs> it even make one. <laughs> <laughs> I will make it for you. <laughs> Like, yeah, just coming to the basement. There's one down here. And next thing you know, I'm in a book. Oh well. Fuck it. But um but not during um during COVID there was a lot of just quick goofy things that was just happening. Almost to the point where I think it kind of triggered people's creativity, I guess, for lack of a better term. It was like yeah, people, because people had extra time just to sit around and like motherfuckers didn't have to go to work and they're just like all right well fuck it what can i do yeah like, literally well, yeah like i'm gonna make an etsy store and sell you know whatever they could and for some people this guy i was essential <laughs> no i wasn't but it, I, i'm glad i was still able to earn yeah. so that, that's a positive that's the important thing like my wife, she, she like her job. They, she couldn't go back for a while. Yeah, and she, she's the breadwinner. Like she makes bank. Me, look, man, my money pays for Netflix, <laughs> Disney Plus, <laughs> the occasional action figure, <laughs> and um, Hulu <laughs> and ESPN. <laughs> like, like I don't like I don't contribute anything other than like. You know, my kid has a dad in the house. <laughs> She's like, Dad, let's play action figures and dolls. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Good parenting. She's like, uh, like, I don't, like, whatever money I make does nothing. It's like, sometimes I take her out to the comic shop. I was like, 
hey, let's go get some penny candy. <laughs> like, oh shit, penny candy's like a dollar. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, my wife couldn't work. So fortunately, though, she's she's really good with money. So she had all this money like stashed away. Yeah, yeah. And and we were able to survive. But also during that, our AC stopped working. That the was c- ceiling collapsed because <laughs> of the pipes bursting. We had an ant infestation. Oh, and yeah, the transmission yeah, yeah. on my car like, fucking just died. Yeah, like the basement flood too, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, like, it's because of that, right? Yep. Yeah, I remember. I remember <laughs> the AC was a huge issue. Yeah, it. it it's funny because like, because wasn't that summer? Yeah, and it, like you thought things was gonna like mold up and everything. Plus the, mm-hmm. that was, I was there for that. That was, I, I was concerned, but. It was also this thing, too, in, in my mind, because I've dealt with those conditions before, so I yeah. wasn't too worried about me. I was worried about the kid. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, I can't let this kid overheat, because I don't, I don't, I'm not sure that's good for children. I don't know. Yeah, them overheating while their bodies are developing. I don't fucking know, dude. I just feel like it's not a Mine's good thing. are still young. I mean, she, she seems to be fine. She got, she got a little bit of attitude. I don't, I don't know if it's from that, but... Um, but during that time, it was just like the money that she had pocketed away yeah. ended up going to fix all that shit. And I was still making money, so it yeah, wasn't yeah. like we were dead in the water. But like I said, my money is like contribution money. My my money is not like, like if my wife left me now, I'm definitely falling for everything. Like I'm getting some alimony. <laughs> like, you know, like, hey, I've grown accustomed to a certain lifestyle. Three action figures per month. <laughs> That's that's in the contract. Um, at least what seven UFC pay per views per year. That that's standard. Um, and I'm okay with an efficiency or a studio apartment. I don't care. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not greedy. <laughs> but, I, but those action figures need to stay stay on the on the record. Hey, that's some new stuff. I didn't see this whole like. Wakanda forever set up. So I keep moving it. It it was inside the cabinets over there. And then it was on the shelves over there. And I was like I like it here though. Yeah, I, I need to get another picture behind it though, because I had my Justice League there. Yeah. That's why I have uh this yeah. Batman and then the Wonder Woman and then the Harley and the Superman. Yeah, speaking of Wonder Woman, I made the mistake of watching that movie again. The first one? Yeah. <sighs> the first one, it's like I wanna love it. But it's it's slow. It's bad. It's <laughs> too bad. I, I like the stuff in Themyscira, dude. Like, yeah, like yeah, if, yeah. If the that movie was, was all that, I'd watch the movie all the time. I think that was I'd great. Watch it three times, just trying to force myself to love it. It's when she left where it went downhill for me, and then it became a whole fan service movie from there. Uh-huh. Right, like all they did was capture her great angles and then her cheesy lines and her like profile view whenever she would like become heroic and everything. Yeah. And I was like, how does this have anything to do with the movie? Well, have you seen the the second one? Why does Ares have a have a pedal stash? <laughs> like, I don't understand. I think that was part of his power. <laughs> Come here, little kid. Um, did you see the second one? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Sorry. The thing is, like, I like that bat, that uh, that villain too. Uh, what's her name? Chitara. No. Yeah. Is it? Ch- no, 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 no. That, <laughs> that's that, that's not a Thundercats. Um, cheetah. It's just cheetah. cheetah. Just cheetah. Yeah. 
I think actually they did a good job with her in terms of like that transformation. Yeah, that was really cool. The, the, like that movie had elements that I enjoy. I think whenever we do movies now that are period pieces for our childhood, like the eighties and the nineties, mm-hmm. the thing that makes me the angriest is the constant overuse of music to remind us of the decade that we're in. What did I just watch recently? I know what you mean, <clears throat> and I hate some of the music we have now. Well, like in, in Captain Marvel, they constantly had to play music from the 90s to remind us that we're in the 90s. Like, you don't need to remind me. Yeah. I'm fine. There was something I just fucking... Oh, Transformers. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, you saw the Beast Wars one. Yeah. it was. It's set in 94. And constantly, constantly... Don't get me wrong. The, the hip-hop in 94, I'm in. I love it. But you don't have to find, like, convenient scenes to play like 90s hip-hop for me. Yeah. It, it wasn't necessary. And I don't know. At least for that one, they, they, they had some deep cuts. Whereas, like, Captain Marvel, they legit was just like, let's take the hits. Uh, they, they they probably found out now now this is music CD and just put it in and say, just let it run. Yes, no doubt. <laughs> Like and I like no doubt, <laughs> but it's like, what like during uh, one of the fight scenes, Captain Marvel and um, uh, Annette Bennett's character, they play just a girl. And it's like, oh, for fuck's sake, dude! Just like, throw it in there. She she's got a nine inch nails shirt on, but no nine inch nails songs were in there. It's like, not one, not the one. Okay, I got it. I understand why they wouldn't put it in there, but still, come on, dude, grow up. So. Any uh, and that, that was my gripe with Wonder Woman eighty four is it wasn't the music but yeah. it was just like they kept doing things to kind of remind you that you're in nineteen eighty four like it, all it takes is like one thing maybe another one you know a third of the way through they might I feel like they might <clears throat> make a huge change though because did you you saw Guardians did you see the latest one not yet um, I'm waiting I'm waiting for it to be free on <laughs> Disney Plus. But I paid to see Transformers. But I mean, like they tried to censor some of these, uh, like these lyrics and stuff. But like the language filter in Guardians Three, they're they're being, it's being like out there now. Well, I mean, Deadpool Three, I mean, Deadpool in itself. It, it, it's, yeah. It, I think they're they're just taking a new direction now, and I I kind of like it because it's more to our humor, and it's not just, you know pertaining to like the kids now so I, I think there there can be an existence between the two where like guardians i think guardians was a good balance the latest one i will tell you that deadpool because <laughs> when the first deadpool came out there's his mom saying you know i think you guys should make a pg-13 version so my kid could see it or maybe your kid's favorite character shouldn't be a mercenary <laughs> that's just anti-hero <laughs> I feel like there's some other steps that should be taken first. You should talk to your kid, first of all. <laughs> no shit. Like, mom, this is my favorite character. So what's he do? He shoots people in the face. Hmm. Literally. Okay. <laughs> and Dismembers himself. Like, what else? Well, he, he like, grabs his ball sometimes. Okay. Anything else? He has a sword. <laughs> he has a moral compass. Like. Okay, that, that's good. All right, then this could be your favorite character. Um, I watched, you know, I watched Logan for the first time. 
Really? Yeah. Okay, tell me your thoughts, because I really like that movie. Okay, so as a movie, fucking gold. Yes. It was great. Um, as an I, I think X-Men every, movie. I think a, as an X-Men movie, I think it was fine. I, I think yeah. there was a lot to like about the movie. Here's my issue. <clears throat> because that's what people tune in for. They yeah. tune in to hear Dante's complaint about uh, comic book movies. Is that in if if you listen to this and Colompton, my bad, you're about to get the double whammy. So there are people that we know that we used to train with who like characters like Deadpool, Punisher, Venom, Wolverine, because they're not afraid to kill and they're they, they like to use bad words. So watching Logan, don't get me wrong, I love the cuss too fucking love cussing <laughs> but it, it almost felt like there was just dr- dropping f-bombs just for the sake of dropping f-bombs there's like a yeah. lot of points where it was like not necessary like like and i think the, in the movie itself is not my issue it's the fans that are the issue oh. the, the pseudo fans yeah 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 i just said pseudo and i don't even know what the fuck that so means. that's more like a personal trigger because you oh, know yeah. what they're thinking oh yeah because like given the, the amount of cussing there was their situation was kind of dire, so it was a way to express like, man, this is we we could literally get dissected and fucked up like any second now, and like when you really put about it, like think about it, like man, there are so many scenes in that movie where I like I teared up a lot. There, the, so there was a big chunk of emotion. Yeah, yeah, in yeah, that yeah, movie yeah. Where because you could feel their <clears throat> loss, and you could feel like they're like mutants as a as a society is like literally dying. Um, you have that and then also just kind of as you're watching this film at the time it was thought to be the last time you've seen professor x or wolverine on mm-hmm. film mm-hmm. and we've been on this journey now for fucking 17 i years. literally thought it was like the end of both of them yeah. because like but then i kind of expected like a reset also that's the like i would i was i was like Every, it doesn't matter what, co- what uh, comic company it is there's always going to be a reset of course so, well, I mean, it's the money maker. I mean, it, it will, and also for certain studios such as Fox, yeah, you have to make a film. Fantastic Four, as an example, they would have to make a film every seven years, at least, to keep the rights to the Fantastic Four. Let's just do it. So, so that's why we got the. I'm so tired of it. That's why we got the one with Michael B. Jordan as Human uh, Torch and uh, Kate Mirror as his sister. And I like both of them, honestly. So <laughs> like not his brother and sister. Kim Mary was great in like House of Cards, and Michael B. Jordan is just a great actor. Yeah, I mean, I I, I want to be honest. I did not hate the movie. If it were called anything but Fantastic Four, you could have called this fucking thing Space Commanders, and I would have like, huh, it was solid. <laughs> I'd watch it again. They called it Fantastic Four, and now that's, I'm looking for Fantastic that's Four. That's the thing fan. with some of these movies now, like some of these Marvel movies. Or like any like it kind of pulls me away from the essence of like it being actually based off a comic book yeah. right like logan i forgot logan was actually logan like when i was watching it i I literally forgot it was about wolverine and professor x yeah they felt like two different characters because of the drama and like oh i still got this coffee and and um crown mix let me see if i get Sarah to bring down the mug or something 
Yeah, Logan did have kind of that sense of like it was a movie. It wasn't. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, and it was like, that's the thing. It wasn't comical at all. Like people were just like in intense situations like the entire time, which I'm all about. Um, I I think, you know, as I again would hear people who, in you know, again, I don't want to be that guy. You know that I'm going to because who's going to check me? Fuck y'all. Like, but it's like when you're a fan of something and you know the stuff to it, and then you get the guys who would thumb their nose at that shit before, yeah. And now all of a sudden they're fans. And it's like, bitch, <laughs> the fuck. So, you know, when you know you get guys like that's the Wolverine I know, the Wolverine that says fuck. It's like, tell me, tell me a comic where he says fuck. I mean, I'm sure they've written it in in later years, it's but like, it's like the perception in your head you want to <clears> believe <throat> that helps you um, relate to that character, which makes you think that you're more like them. And, and that's what I see. Like a lot of people think, like, "Oh, this character did this," so that makes me more like them. And I'm we're pretty much the same person. And it's like, come on, how old are you to believe that? <laughs> it's like, so I used to think that when I was. 11 how 12? old yeah again how old are you now <laughs> you know because i remember being in boy scouts i was the wolverine of the boy scouts yeah and i remember <clears throat> our scout master's son he was one of our patrol leaders mm-hmm. you know I, I think we we're the same age um he might have been a year older yeah, yeah he was cyclops he was the leader he was the goody two shoes he was you know a, he was a cunt yeah and i remember I would spend plenty of like meetings just un- like undermining him and just rolling my eyes at him and threatening him. And then there was one time I went on a camp out and I nearly got frostbite and fucking got my foot cut off and everything. It, it, it was it was a nightmare. Yeah. So the next camp out. Um, thank you. The, the next camp out. Because we did a camp on every month. Mm-hmm. The next one, I decided not to go to. We Because they never went on camp outs in um, December, February, and March. They they just didn't. It was too cold. Yeah. But this year, they decided, we're going to do it. I suffered the consequences. So the next month, I says, I don't think I want to go. It had nothing to do with it, you know, the frostbite. I just didn't want to go. Pretty sure there was something going on that weekend. I don't know. Something that... You just... Didn't I, feel I like didn't it was a priority. Yeah, yeah, fuck them. So we come back the next Tuesday because our meetings were Tuesday nights. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there. You know, we do our little, you know, I can't remember all this stuff. Like a scout is loyal, trustworthy, you know, all these things to open up the class. Like Boy Scouts was really culty. It probably still is. But I think it's just called Scout stuff because I think girls can join, which is wild. Like or if they start selling cookies, I'm down. But otherwise, I'm just going to go to the Girl Scouts to get the cookies. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Boy Scouts, we're selling their bitch-ass popcorn. <laughs> Nobody want that fucking popcorn. Like, I bought a canister of the popcorn just to be nice and threw the shit away. <laughs> so, like, I mean, we just give the dude the $25. But, um, you know, I'm sitting there, um, like, kind of halfway through. And Jonathan, he comes over to me and goes, why didn't you go to the last camp out? Or why didn't you go, yeah, this weekend? And I, I, you know, I didn't want to. He like pushed my head and called me a wimp. Before he could get his hand back, I was on his ass. I was like, "Okay, it's going down." His dad takes me over into one of the other rooms. Was like, 
basically threatening me. And I, I was a stupid kid. Like, I should yeah. I should have been killed. <laughs> I should have been killed plenty of times. For all the shit I would say to adults, I should have got my ass whipped. And I remember he had um, said to me, basically, don't put your hands on my kid again, or I'll put my hands on you. And I said, I don't care. I'll put my hands back on you, too. And it was like kind of calling his bluff. I didn't think of it at that point like that. I was thinking like, no, I'm going to fight this dude. That dude would have fucking murdered me. <laughs> he would have fucking stuffed me into a fucking canister and sent me back to Detroit. And I was just like, eh, I guess I learned. But um, but nah, like his son, I, I would fucking wear him out any chance I got. And then this other kid, Pat Marini. Yeah, I said it out loud. Full name, son. Yo, that kid, I will, his dad was a scoutmaster too. Put pause on that kid too, because he fucking talked shit. He was like, oh, I take karate. I was like, oh, word. I can't wait to beat you up. I remember smacking him when we were out on the camp out once. And he tried to go get a stick. I turned around, like, I heard him behind me, and I, I turned, I was like, what the fuck are you going to do with that besides get your ass whipped again? And he dropped the stick and ran. I was like, <laughs> but see, that's the thing. Like, it's, it's, you're, you're getting physically assaulted so it will like that dad could be mad at you for all he cares about like your son his son was about to like touch you he was gonna try so <laughs> but and and his dad approached me as well with the same same thing don't put your hands on my kid and i was like mm, okay and i'm not thinking about it at that time like that i didn't think well your son did this to me i was yeah. like no i'm gonna fuck your kid up if he comes at me again like it's that simple and Eventually, I mean, obviously I grew out of that. I don't think Wolverine ever grew out of his his ass beatings. Yeah, I think he was just like, I'm just going to fuck people up. No. That's my personality. I think it's just, I mean, it's just a, it's just a matter of modern society self-defense, right? Like, yeah. the way I see it, it's like, I don't want to be touched or assaulted by other people I don't know. Or like, even if people I do know, I don't, I don't want to be negatively assaulted like that. So obviously if you touch me, in any kind of harmful way that's outside of the the gym, then yeah, I'm gonna mess your shit up. I mean, in I, I think at that time though, I was just an angry kid, so I was looking for fun. Yeah, that's different. I was, I was looking for it. It's funny because I was the same way too, especially around like I think from when I was nine to sixteen. Like that was that's a huge margin of like that's seven years of me just constantly looking for fights and I did got into a lot of fights I didn't care who it was and it's funny because people they look at me and they're like you you were really violent I was like yeah but now my violence is now kind of like centered around it being jujitsu or like kickboxing and yeah it's controlled it's controlled right and it's me it's for it's a way for me to actually burn my negative energy especially when I'm feeling upset. Right. And one thing I like is that like we're asked to spar, especially if you compete a lot, but you don't have to because mm-hmm. like given my mind to like if I'm feeling like really shitty that day and I and I'm sparring and getting my ass whooped, then it's all like, you know, but sometimes if I need a break, then I could just take a break. I have that leeway. I just want to be drill and be around like my community. Yeah, so. I think the community. <clears throat> the community having a community where you could just be around some like people you enjoy being around just helps so much with your mental health and i think that's such a a great thing yeah, I, I always try to explain this to friends who don't train how helpful it is to 
and and granted, I know these friends like we have different interests in this in this sense. Yeah. Where again, I think part of like yourself and I, you know, that that same time window was the same for me, nine to sixteen, maybe a little older. Yeah. But it started to die down around sixteen, seventeen, but. There's always violence, yeah. and then to find somewhere where you can channel that, yeah, 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 in a constructive way, but also be around people who aren't necessarily like violent in the sense of how you grew up, but like, yeah, they get it, and you're all kind of the way I look at it. Always is like on the mats, we all have the same goal. Yeah, we're trying to better ourselves at the craft that we've chosen to uh, partake in. Yeah, 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 so it, it it like trying to explain that to. You, <laughs> friends who don't train because i want them to train i'm like and then i show up with like you know fucking fingers that <laughs> swollen as shit it's like you know i can't turn my neck to the right and it's like dude it was so much fun they're like that doesn't sound fun it's like dude it was though i was like that sounds like a nightmare my thing is my thing is like everyone has some sort of rush right and for me like that, that that gives them that like I don't know the science behind. It. I'm gonna say that dopamine is it mm-hmm. is it dopamine that, yeah. Like that's what. So when I compete and when I actually when I train, it's like a, it's like a dopamine boost, and I'm just like, I get that rush where I'm just like, man, I really enjoy this shit. Even though I'm getting my ass beat, like I okay. like again, I told you I was telling you um, what was the last night? I was literally sparring Oscar for like, like professional purple belt, like beating my ass for one whole hour but it was like it helped me burn some energy it helped me like kind of also like own my what i'm gonna do what i want to do and what i want to work on and stuff like that and yeah i got my ass what but it was it felt great it felt like you know i got some shit out of my system i got to see what what he does in terms of like what i need to do so it was i had a great time getting my ass kicked and that's what I was just thinking too. I mean, in all of that too, you're learning, you're absorbing. Uh, I, you know, I, I get to those same ruts where it's like, I could just be rolling with somebody and I'm getting the shit kicked out of me. And I'm just like, you know what? It's okay because I always think of it as being humbled. Yeah. You because know? there's some days still as an adult, I have a shitty attitude sometimes. So I know I need to go train because I yeah, got to yeah. get humbled. I, I need to go in and if I don't get home with it, at the very least I know I'm getting that energy out yeah, yeah but if if I happen to run into you know let's say you know like an Epps who's gonna fucking do some goofy shit and I'm just like fuck I don't know what you're doing just just fucking stop or a big ass <laughs> dude know, like or bared like just fucking those guys around and I'm like <laughs> those guys are big they're like huge now especially Epps because he's on like TRT and stuff <laughs> why are y'all playing squid guard <laughs> why are you doing worm guard yeah it's like dude, you too big to be doing this shit just <laughs> that's what kind of scares me though is when like someone big does some shit like that because it's like grabs my lapel and tries to twist it around me <laughs> i'm like why you're like 220 pounds it's like 240 like what are you doing with squid guard I like my savages the old school way. When you're big and you just pick me up like a child, just do that. Just pick me up like a baby and like like set me down somewhere. Don't fucking grab my lapel and then fucking invert underneath me. It's like you try to fuck. invert fuck. Not only leg weave, but also pass it in between my legs. I'm like why? And then I'm just like as it's happening, I'm like Yeah, I respect it though. I yeah. really do. Yeah, I mean, because guess what? I can't do it. 
Like, I, like I can work to it, but eventually, like yesterday, working with Mahoney, there was something he wanted me to do. I had to swing my leg over. I was, was like, it like that. long stepping or no, 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 no. Okay. no. Like, um, long stepping. I feel like I got that under, like under control. <laughs> like I can't. It. I'd, I'd have to show you. Or I actually took a video. I'll show you the video after. But he's like, okay, now you just got to bring your leg around. <laughs> I was like, that's not going to happen. And I did it a few times. And he was like, yes, I kind of want to see this video now. He was like, yes, that's it. Because I kept falling over. I was like, that's it. That's exactly it. I was like, yeah, but you weren't falling over when you did it to me. <laughs> like, I'm falling over. And I don't think that's right. He was like, and we did talk about kind of my, one of my issues as well with jujitsu is the perfection of it. It's yeah. like. I want it to look like this. It's like, it doesn't need to look like this. It just needs to work. Like if you get there, yeah, yeah. it doesn't look perfect, but it's still I effective. That's such a, that's such a common thing for everyone who starts practicing. Is that like when you're drilling and when you see it in class, it's done like a certain way. Um, it has to be like your, your, your control points have to be put a certain way, <clears throat> but it's not, in competition, it's not always going to be that way. Or in sparring, it's not always going to be that. You wanted to be close to that to those control points as much as possible, but everyone's going to react different. Everyone's going to be scrambling different. Everyone is just going to be different in general. And like maybe their their fuck up might be to what you want like to perfect. It's just going to fuck you up even more. And yeah, and I think that's such a I think people need to realize, like, as long as you get to that position and get over it, you're, and it works, it works. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was kind of a point of, it's not necessary for me to go for it, but it's like, this is here, this is the next chapter. Yeah, yeah. But if you can't do that, I mean, you still have full control. You're yeah. still in the driver's seat. But, like, this is the next stage of the evolution. You can do this, or you can just fucking win it from here i was like okay i get it but my big ass like my non-flexible legs ain't doing that and it's not even a matter well he did point out you know okay your lack of flexibility probably won't let you do it and it's like as i see him do it's like i don't i don't know if that's a flexibility thing i think it's just a matter of like looking at um the control points and yeah. then looking at because i kept trying to keep my one leg down yeah and when he did it, he brought his leg up. And I was like, I feel like I don't have control if I bring my leg up, though. Yeah. He was like, no, you'll be fine. I was like, are you sure? <laughs> like, you'll be fine. So I went and did it, and I fell over. I was like, yes, but you still have me. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. I was like, all right. I mean, I guess. But let me tell you, it don't look good. I was like, it doesn't matter. So I, I think that's an important thing for white belts and, and blue belts as I am to understand it's like it does not have to look perfect. Yeah. Like you said in competition and sparring, everyone's different. So you might end up in a position where you're going with somebody that's barrel chest and certain things just ain't gonna work a certain way, like to the perfection. Which, you know, bears the question, should you be going for it on that person? Maybe not. But if you're there you can make it work. I maybe. think that's that's the good thing about having different sparring partners. Because I like for me, I've been working on several things. Some involve like rolling backwards, inverting, and stuff like that. Um, one sparring partner, it was a Christian. I was able to invert and like do a hammer sweep on him, right? But then again, going back to Brandon Epps, 
I it's hard for me to hammer sweep him because he's he's big now. Yeah. He's like <clears throat> massive. So I just ended up doing a backwards roll into like a knee bar. So like stuff like that. And it's just I like every, and there are situations where I'm probably going to have someone in competition who's probably on gear or something <laughs> and I can't do it on there. So I got to I got to figure out my options. I think that, you know, that's one of the fun things about jujitsu is being able to see, hey, this isn't going to work here, but you have another avenue. Yeah, I have my other options. Like, versus, I mean, again, you get to those points where people are just like headstrong. I have to get this <laughs> and I have no other choice but to get this. And it's like, yeah, but you're trying to arm bar a guy whose arm is as big as a fucking redwood tree. You're not going to get that. As a matter of fact, I'm surprised he hasn't picked you up yet and thrown you and just said, stop. They're probably just fucking with you at this point. Like, um, the other day, I can't, uh, who do I spell with? Um, Kyle and Rodney are both going for arm bars on me. Yeah. It's like, you're not getting this. <laughs> like, you're not going to get this arm bar on me. Like, Kyle, now, to Kyle's credit, he transitioned to a triangle. Yeah, yeah. But you ain't got no neck, so it's kind of like. Yep. <laughs> he, he actually called me out on that. Because um, we were talking about, like, as we started, um, he said something about his neck. Oh, because uh, the last week, Rolo was cranking his neck. And I was like. Yeah, yeah he's been having neck issues. I told him, I was like, you ain't got to worry about that with me. And he goes, you're just jealous that I have a neck. And I was like, man, fuck you. <laughs> I was like, you ain't got to go there. But it, it's like, nah. And I was like, nah, I, I, like, my, I like my disability. <laughs> like, y'all motherfuckers can't choke me. But I like that he transitioned to that triangle like smoothly too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, but I knew it was coming, so I, you know, I blocked it. But the fact that he, he was like, "Look, I'm not going to get this arm bar," so, so he went for a different attack. Yeah, yeah, and that's what you're supposed to do. I mean, in and, and and that I think that's just the thing. It's like sometimes again, people just get in this mode where they're like, "I want this, I'm taking this." Yeah, and for me, that's fine because I'm stubborn. And like like I was saying before we started recording, I'm very comfortable defending. So you can go for this, you can go for that. I mean, I'm trying to think. Um, Ronnie did get a choke on me. He did like he he was choking me, and he left a little space. But I like he was choking. He let up for a second. So mm. I put my hand there to kind of try to fight it off. Yeah. And he went back to the choke, and I ended up just choking myself. Um, and and I was like, fuck, like I should have just let him fucking keep working because <laughs> like, I, I mean, his choke, though, was there. It was yeah. dangerously close. That's why I put my hand. I was like, fuck this. You just gave him like, yeah, yeah. just gave him the, the, the little bit of room that he needed or the extra, uh, you know, space that was missing. Yeah. I filled the space for him. <laughs> I was like, fuck, why am I so dumb? It's like. Um, and then there was one thing that when we were rolling, and I think this is a thing, a, a mental thing for me too, is, um, you know, Mahoney, he calls out 30 seconds. And what, I can't remember what position Rodney, and I don't think it was side control. He might have had my back. I don't know. I think he had my back. Yeah. And time's counting down, and Mahoney goes, Come on, Dante, you got 12 seconds. Get on top. Oh, okay. And boom. Like, and then I thought, I was like, I think I just need that reminder. I just need to be told, like, hey, go. 
Because, like, again, I get comfortable. I'm just like, yeah, I ain't, I ain't got to worry about y'all. Y'all ain't submitting me today. Like, I mean, if you get a hold of my fingers, maybe. Like, you ain't submitting me. And, but I'll, I'll you know, if, if we're, like, doing points, you know. Yeah. If we're, like, IBJJF or something. Oh, I'm losing 45 to zero. Just because I'm like, nah, I'm comfortable. You ain't going to choke me. Like, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that'd be wild. That'd be a wild record. The it's record, like, I think, for... <laughs> There's a Guinness World Record for most points in the match. It was an adults match. Um, Disrespectful. It's like 120 something. Yeah, why? It's a Guinness <laughs> World Record for the most points. <laughs> At that point, I'm mad. It's like, bitch, you only needed 14. <laughs> and you would have scored like it's 100 like over, extra. It's like 100 something. Well, like, I, like you know. I might just do no game, just go for the record of like most most points scored on without scoring a point back. <laughs> it's like, oh, this dude had 235 points scored. He ain't scored a single point. And that's between eight matches. But you know, I think I need that, you know, reminder in my own head. Like, go. Like, I need to talk. Because I used to do that. I used to, like, keep track of points while rolling. Yeah. yeah. And then I just stopped. I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to, like. Because there'll be certain people I call the points out to, though. I'm not going to say names. But <laughs> there are certain people I would just call the points out so they know. It's like, I'm fucking you up right now. And then, and I would call their points out, too, though. If yeah. they got their points, I'd let them know, okay, you got points there. But I get my points back. Fuck them. Like, I was a shitty partner in the beginning. Like, I, I'm, I'm much better now. It's like, like, now it's like, you know, before, um, I can't remember um, what, the competition were bared, uh, Injured his knee, pants. Well, it was pants. Yeah. Um, the week before that, we were training, and you know, Keith was basically like, "Look, everybody, pair up and just you know work on some stuff." And Baird was like, "You know, what do you want to work on?" I was like, "Well, dude, you're getting ready for a competition, so what do you need to work on? What do you want to work on? Just tell me where you need me." Mm-hmm. And that's when he started doing all the squid guard shit. I was like, "The fuck, dude!" Uh, but. Uh, you know, but that's just how I think because I'm not competing. So it's like, well, yeah, yeah. yes, I, I do need to get my reps in, too. But it's like, look, your situation is more dire. Yeah. You, you got a competition coming up this week. So let's get your reps in. You know, I'll get I'll get mine back on the on the return. So but I always want to make sure, you know, at the very least, if, if I'm not going to compete, I want to help anyone yeah. that is competing yeah, yeah. with whatever you need. Yeah, so of course. You're like, hey, man, I need to work on Neon Belly. It's like, Ugh, it's kind of a tough one for me, but just. You know, go on this side. Yeah. Like, All right. And hey, hey, hey. I had Taco Bell earlier, earlier, so you know, just letting you know, it, it could get gnarly. Like, ugh. who eats Taco Bell before training? I used to do that. Yeah, I looked directly at you. I was like, hmm. <laughs> like you're that guy. Everyone needs to make fun of me before for eating like Chipotle before practice or Taco Bell. I feel like Chipotle is a lot heavier <laughs> going in. It's a lot heavier and did not do well. <laughs> Like Taco Bell, I think you can kind of get away with it, mm-hmm. but Chipotle is like, God damn, dude. What you're saying when you if you come in after eating some Chipotle, what you're saying is, I'm ready for a nap. Yeah. Somebody choke me out now. That's that's what I hear. Man, speaking of getting choked out, every time I've been choked out, it was it was during a demo. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been choked out before. Unless <laughs> demonstrations. Most chokeouts that I've seen in the training room has been during a demo. Um, it's- <laughs> um, I, where, I don't remember what class it was fairly recent though and Epps uh, was uh, I think it was Keith 
and he was showing something. Oh yeah, it was Epps. Epps went out. He told me about that. <laughs> he went out. And it was like, and the thing is, it, like none of us noticed it. No one noticed it. And then he just slumped over. It was like, oh. I was so uncomfortable. <laughs> like I just look away. I'm like, oh my god. You want to know the irony of this? That same day, I think like no, 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 no. That um, the it was that same week. Um, the following day, Epps was demonstrating a move because Keith had to go to, I think, Brasileiro. Mm. Or, yeah, Brasileiro. And Epps was showing the uh, the move they were working on. Oh, no, he was showing Bravo a Bravo series, and he worked on a choke. And I was the Uki for that. <laughs> As he was doing it, like, I didn't feel it at all. And he, he said, did it get tight? I was like, yeah, it's tight, but I'm still good. Before I knew it, I was on my back, and people were holding my legs up. <laughs> <laughs> they're like are you okay i was like yeah but what was crazy about going out was i lived a whole lifetime dante i i got married i had kids i worked as an engineer god damn <laughs> I, I need to struggle getting choked out i literally lived a whole life and i felt like my knowledge increased like i'm about to go on that david carradine diet Get the belt, hang out in the closet. Ooh, hang out. Um, like the closest I've ever come to going out was back at the uh, old Ivy League. I fancy myself good at defending bow and arrows. Yeah. And he got the bow and arrow, and I think he realized, oh, you're good at defending this. Well, I got a trick for you. And like, like I had my hand in there, but he readjusted, and then. Like everything just started going like closing in, and my my uh, left hand got numb because I was defending with my right hand. Yeah, my left hand started to tingle, and I'm thinking, I was like, "Is this it?" And like you know, but I still felt like, "Yeah, I think I'm okay. I think I'm fine." I was like, you know, just fucking tap, just tap. <laughs> and then after you know, after you let go, like it was like everything brightened back up. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like what the fuck was that? I sat out the next row. It was like, I'm just going to chill for a minute. I don't even, it was like, it was when we were training downstairs. It was, uh, yeah. I want to say it wasn't summer because we we're in the gi. And I know in the summer we would do like no gi just because of the heat. But we were downstairs for some reason. And I was like, nah. it might have been a Friday class. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm just going to sit in this corner. <laughs> like, fuck this. Um, but what was I going to say? There was, um, it's funny watching these like going to tournaments and everything, especially on the IBJJF uh, run, because mm. there you you would see some crazy things. Like one of the things I saw was like a kid went out. It was a it was a it was an adults match, and this 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 kid just went out, and his coach was saying he's out he's out he's out. But when he said it, his kid the his competitor woke back up and was like, I'm moving I'm moving. But then he went out again. <laughs> he went out like twice. <laughs> And uh, the the breath finally saw it was just like, all right, you're done. <laughs> you basically lost twice in one match. That, that happened in uh, an early UFC fight. Like, I can't remember. I think it was a heavyweight fight. And dude tapped out. <laughs> and, went out. and then, the ref, like, they were like, no, 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 I didn't tap. So the ref let it happen again. And then yeah. he got caught again minutes later. And the same thing. He didn't go out. But it was like, damn. <laughs> like, you just you got tapped twice. That's the in, thing, like in the same fight. You remember that Robbie Lawler fight? 
which one? When the one where Her- Herb Dean like intervened, and there's this huge debate whether he went out or not. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with uh, Ben Askren. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. People were just wondering, like, did he go out? Was it Ben Askren? No, he mopped Ben Askren. No, it was no, someone no, else. It was Askren, because Askren had like a, a weird choke on him, and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he won. It was a bull, was it a bulldog choke? I, I think it was a bulldog. Choke. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, like. It was weird because it looked like Robbie was out. His arm slumped down, and then when Herb, when Herb Dean spoke to him, he went he like he popped back up like everything yeah. was fine. Because um, and there was like kind of the, the argument of with his arm kind of slumping down like that, you know, was he out? And people are like, well, no. Sometimes you know people do that, you know, kind of to fake it to get people to loosen up. Yeah, and it's like. You can't do that. That's kind of risky. That's the thing. Like people don't know. Like, and when you're getting when you're getting put out, you don't even know you're getting put out. And you, yeah. when you wake up again, you're like, oh, I'm back up. Well, uh, Michael Chiesa and um, what's his name from Detroit? Um, I, I can't remember his name now. Kevin Lee. Um, same thing happened. Kevin Lee had a rear naked choke on Michael Chiesa, and I don't think I Chiesa that. tapped, yeah. but it looked like you know he slumped. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then he hopped. I was like, "No, I was not out." And I was like, mm-hmm. "You look like you might have been out, but it could have been the same thing." So I don't know, man. It's like, look, just keep keep the fight going until they tap or they pee themselves. I don't know. Like, speaking of pee themselves, never mind, never mind. Um, but it it's the whole ideal of like going out gets kind of because again, I haven't gone out, so it's like. I, it's not a scary thing to me, but it is one of those things where it's like, I just feel like it's taking up time in my day. Like, it's like, I don't want to go out because I got shit to do. Like, and I don't know how long I'm out. Like you said, you lived a whole nother life. Like, like you know, at that point you wake up and like, how long was I out? I was like, uh, you know, we just, you woke your little seconds. Like, never yeah. like hours. Yeah. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I got to return some library books and they're probably late now. Yeah. I think I do have to return a Harry Potter book. Like I think Sarah has all the books, but the guy that I work with, like he likes Harry Potter, and I'm not gonna let uh, him take one of my wife's books out. Yeah, this will just be throwing books around. Like I think I'm done. <laughs> like, yo, chill, son. So I gotta return that Harry Potter book before he gets fucking out of control and do something dumb to it. So I'm not paying for it. But I, don't know. I, I think with the Saturday classes now. I feel good. I think that's a great like, addition to your to like your routine. Honestly, I want to try to the Friday class. Those are pretty. I I like those. To um, I just want more sparring, but that's just me. Yeah. Also, that and that's the thing. I feel like with that Friday class because the the Muay Thai is right after. Yeah. Whereas Saturday, there's nothing, so we can stay and spar. Yeah. I was like, ooh, I like this. Um, Friday, I, I, I have no issue with the Friday class. I enjoy it. I, I love coach Mike. I, I just love his teaching style. Um, like for me, it's usually like the end of the week. Like, okay, what do we have to do as a family? <sighs> okay. Give me a second. Let me yeah. re- like recollect everything. Cause like when you text me, I was like, it had been in my mind all day. It's like, okay, I know I'm going on Saturday. I think I could do Friday because that's kind of where I wanted things to be. It's like Friday, Saturday for sure can be my days just because Friday, Sarah's home. Mm-hmm. So, and, and the class is earlier anyway. 
and then Saturday is the weekend. It's during the day. Mm-hmm. There should be no real conflicts for me, other than like maybe I'm just being a bitch. But otherwise, there should be no conflicts. Yeah. So now I'm like, okay. Then after doing, I, I think also there is a mental block of like you've been gone for a while, then you come back, and it's like, uh, man, like like I, I told Mahoney, like I feel like a fresh blue belt. Like, I feel like I just got my blue belt last week, and I don't know shit. Although, I did well enough rolling yesterday. Yeah, yeah. But, it, it's, it, it, I think that's part instinct, though. Yeah. I don't think that's a lot of, like, this is what you've learned, this is your skill. It's just instinct of, like, well, I know I don't want you to do this, yeah. so I'm going to block this. Um, But... I felt good, like, with that class because it just felt like, all you know, a lot of people that we trained with before and some new faces. So, I was like, okay, I like this. Mm-hmm. And then afterward, they are like, okay, you can stick around and roll a little bit more. So, I think I rolled uh, two two other times after. And I was just like, okay, it's time to go home. Like, I got to be back in this motherfucker in a couple hours. So, let me yeah. go home, take a shower, change clothes, shit like that. And, you know, play video games with the kid for a minute. So, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm I I'm in like with jujitsu right now. Yeah, I want to get back in love with jujitsu, and I feel like after yesterday, I'm I'm in the right direction. I I felt good. Yeah, like I, I'm not, I'm not like sore or anything to that point where I'm like, ugh, my body hurts. But sometimes it's that that hurt is a good hurt. But I don't even have that. I feel like my body feel it feels like it's been. I just think you need active. that schedule again. Really? Yeah. I think with the schedule, though, I, I think for me, schedule, not just of jujitsu, but like also a schedule of like how my outside works, too. Mm-hmm. So let's say again, Friday, I leave work. I know I come home, change clothes, go train. It's pretty, pretty basic. Yeah. Saturday morning, wake up, same deal. And there's no like, there's no rushing, there's no pressure. Mm-hmm. Whereas like when you know we do the uh, Tuesday night and Thursday night class, there's pressure because like I'm leaving work at six, I'm changing at work. Yeah, yeah. it's like I'm rushing. I'm like okay, shit, shit, shit. Okay, I get there, class ends at uh, eight. Shit, I gotta get out. Sarah's gotta go to work. I gotta run. I gotta run. You know, there's like this yeah. rush, and I hated that feeling. Whereas I was going on a Wednesday, I felt good. Get to class, eleven thirty. We go into one, felt good. Stick around a few minutes afterward. I didn't feel rushed, unless sometimes I might have therapy like every so often. It's like okay, but I could do that on my phone in the car. So it yeah, wasn't yeah. like I'm in a hurry to do things. It felt like everything was going at a pace where I was like, okay, it's controlled. I don't feel like I'm forgetting anything. Yeah, now your new Wednesday is basically potentially your Saturday, and it's I think. At least in the setting you you you're familiar with, where you enjoyed working at. Yeah. Well, and that was the thing. I I really liked training at Elkridge. Yeah. It was a lot of space. Um, you know, everybody there was really cool. Uh, it, it was just always this feeling of it's still new to me. It's still a different place. It's yeah. This yeah. isn't home. And then when I started seeing Severna Park guys come over there. Yeah. Then it became more like okay. Now I'm feeling good. Like I was, Leif would show up. Epps would be there. Like you'd pop in from time to time. I was like, okay, this is this is family. This this is my home now. And then you know, I got acclimated with some of the guys over there mm-hmm. too. And I was like, okay, everything feels right. 
and now the the bag is being shaken up again because now it's like okay well you you can't roll over there anymore um unless it's like you know a random day off yeah um so it's like you have to now go to Serena park and now in my mind Serena park is like oh there's new people there fuck i gotta get acclimated again and not only that it's like you got all these new faces and they say, oh, who's this new guy? Yeah. Like, Bitch, I'm not one of your little fucking friends. It's so crazy because, like, sometimes I think about our experience back when, before Crazy 8, Severna Park was Ivy League. Mm-hmm. And we had two areas, obviously the, the basement and the middle floor. And um, it's so much different now versus back then. And they both have their ups and downs to, in terms of, like, community. Right, because I'm I'm used to the community where, like in the kickboxing area, everyone mm-hmm. is there for like fitness or is there to compete, and it's also like there are familiar faces where it was. I mean, it was pretty. It was pretty happy to be around those people. Yeah, yeah. But then, like again, I'm getting that same sense from this new community that I've developed at the at Crazy Crazy Eighty Eight. Except this community now is, in my opinion, is more competition based. Right, like. Yeah. I was like, I was talking with Oscar, like we were training. I was like, hey, man, are you going to do a master's world? And I was like, "Ah, it depends on this like new job I might get. Right. Or like it depends on my schedule and stuff like that. And he was like, man, I thought you're going to try to be a purple belt. And I was like, fuck, you're right. You're right. Yeah, there's the push. There's the push. And like I, I could like like if you know Oscar, he's very blunt. He's not afraid to say what he says, but he's like to be honest, like he's also one of like my biggest like pushers and on our team right he's always like man why are you doing this what you know it's it's it comes out negative but as a teammate like i could i know 100 percent like he, he cares about like my growth which is really cool and I, I appreciate that but then going back to ivy league it was like the push for competition and the push for just enjoying the community were are two separate things like two differently separate things well i know there's a period there where there was kind of a small push for competition, but the guys didn't want to do it. Like, you know, like local things, even yeah. bigger things. Because, you know, th- there are a few guys that they just were like, I'm not traveling to go compete. Yeah. And it's like, and, and, and that, you know, when you look at like Elkridge, yeah. well, even now, you know, 88 at Serena Park now, you got guys that will say, okay, I'll go to Cincinnati to travel. I don't know why anybody wants to go to Cincinnati, but whatever just go to cincinnati get shot it's fine um no but it's like i'll go to cincinnati to, you know compete i'll go to you know riley to you know compete yeah. i'll go to fucking heaven forbid detroit to compete you know but you know you have these guys that they're like they're just looking to yeah build yeah on yeah. their their knowledge yeah and, and that's not to say those other guys weren't looking to build but there's kind of complacency there that it's like, well, look, we're training here. And that could be, you know, kind of a part of just this idea. Like, look, I'm just training jujitsu for whether it be mental health or yeah. just for, you know, physical activity to do for, yeah. for the week or whatever. Whereas here, it's like, yes, that's all wrapped up here. But also there is the accolade of I want to be the best. Yeah, I want to be better than I was yesterday. And the only way to get there is to go compete. Now, again, it's not for everyone. It's not for me. Yeah. But, you know, for those that are, you know, in in that space, they're going to push you. 
they're gonna cheer you on yeah. and that's what i always feel when i'm there is this sense of like they want you to do better they want you to get yeah. better no matter what that avenue may be whether it be competing whether it be showing up to more classes yeah. whether it be staying for later classes they want you to get better and you know at, at you know though i league i don't feel like that was not the case there but i don't feel like it was pushed or emphasized as much i i agree with that entirely and that's because i think there was a lack of true competitors i think the only big competitor there ever was at ivy league was joe right huggins Mm -hmm. and um but that was that was something he really wanted that was his personal goal of i wanted to be an an mma fighter i want to fight in the ufc and granted like you know everyone supported that goal but then that was the issue too was that the focus was around joe but then you still had other guys who wanted to compete too yeah right and then the attention it's hard to really what's uh, what's hard is that it's a small team it was a small gym Mm -hmm. right it's not like it's not a big competition gym honestly if i were to really be blunt about it like maybe the kids compete it right they'll do like pants kids kids, right but that's just the kids and joe right maybe had other guys who wanted to compete too but then there's also that like the mental drawback of of what happens after they lose or wh- how will they bounce back and then yeah. if if that whole thing shatters the whole community kind of shatters behind it yeah I, I definitely felt that yeah i think there's also a thing too where you know as you say you know if if they lose what happens you know kind of the blowback yeah like with with the bigger team it's more of a just get back to it. Yeah. 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 Just get back to it. And it's not even like in it, like kind of like a quit being a bitch and get back to it, but more like, let's go, let's go. Yeah. We just, you know, we're learning from that. Let's build on it. Whereas there it's like that, that loss had more time to kind of sink in because it wasn't that push to say, come on, we got to get it back. We got to get it back. We got to get back on the mats. It was like, all right, you lost. What do we do now? Yeah. Whether it be the kids, whether it be, I'm trying to think. I think um, I went out to Grappling Industries with the kids when we moved to the new location, mm-hmm. and and coach there. And I, I think all the kids that I was cornering lost, <laughs> and I just felt like, oh my god, dude. No, no, I had one win. I had one win, but I don't. I don't count that because <laughs> it was I was Finn. It's like he's got <laughs> shit under control. Like, he, like he doesn't need me. Because uh, Liam was like, "Hey, Finn's about to uh, go now. Go, go corner him." I run over. He's already fucking choking the dude. I was like, <laughs> like, and then uh, when I had uh, um, Epps's daughter Mac, she had to move up in age. Oh yeah, I remember that. And the girl threw an omoplata on her. We'd never gone over omoplatas with our kids because because they she was younger. She was yeah. in younger class. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, my Lord. Like, they're probably going to kick me out. They're going to kick me out of the gym. Like, all my kids are losing. Like, every kid that I'm sitting here cornering, they're losing right now. And they're probably thinking, Dante, what fucking use are you? I think Dominic won. No, Dominic won. Yeah. Dominic won his match. And then I had to go to Philly and, and coach him. He was the only one that showed up. I was like, fuck. Like he he uh, took silver. I was just like, Jesus Christ! Like, 
was like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. <laughs> like, I, I love cornering. There are cases where I cornered people. Um, I would have to fill in and corner people for some of the coaches. And I I actually really enjoy it because everyone studies under the same system and they all know what they need to do. And if you train with the same amount of people, then you know what they want to yeah. do. Yeah. So that was really nice. I've never cornered a white belt yet. That's the thing. Everyone I cornered was a blue belt or and it was it was actually pretty cool to like be like, Oh, I know you want to do this, so why don't you we get to that position? So however can we get that position? What is the person trying to throw? And I actually really did enjoy that. But yeah, I've never put in this situation where it was just like, fuck, what do I do? Where do I go? Well, like with the kids so the only one that I was really in like a deer in headlights was when Mac got put in that Oma Plata. Yeah, it because like, it, it, she went up an H division, right? And in trying to explain to her how to get out, it's like, <laughs> it's like shit. Like I'm, I'm telling her what to do, but it's like it's not registering. Yeah. And Epps was there too. Like Epps was even because I don't think he was coaching yet. And you know, Epps was trying to like explain to him, and it's like it's just not registering whether yeah. she didn't hear us or not. And then the girl that she was going against, her team's telling her like break her arm, break her shoulder. And later on, the girl comes over. You know, she didn't tap at all. She got out of it. Yeah. Uh, lost on points. She comes over, shake hands, um, and she says to me, "It's like, hey, my coaches kept telling me like break her shoulder. I didn't want to do that." And I go, "Thank you for being a good person." Like, like, what the fuck, dude? These are kids. Like, I'm not even going to tell, like, like if you're out there, I'm not going to say, Mark, break his fucking arm. Like, you know, that dude's got a job. Like, if it's for gold. Like, Mark, break his fucking arm. Like, get that gold, son. Uh, but it's like, I, I did not enjoy it. I think it's just, again, being that first time out there, it's like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, I wasn't prepared. Because then after that, I started going back and looking at a whole lot of different things. Yeah. Looking at other kids' matches. Looking at like knowing the rule set mm-hmm. when I got to a place, it was just all these different things now to understand, and then that, it just happened. I think that was a weekend that I happened to be off, yeah. So I was able to make it, and then every other comp like I had to work. So I was like, well, that's that's fine. But yeah. I but then going forward, I was like mentally prepared for it now because it's like because I do get into those weird things where it's like, you know, if I'm going to be doing something. Let me go in and like fucking study this shit like I'm at Harvard. Yeah. Like, oh, they're going to Naga. What are all the rules? Okay, cool. All right. Well, okay, this age. All right, cool. Oh, like, and now I'm like, well, what if my kid has to move up? Well, now I need to know are all the rules the same across that board as well as this board? You know, there's just that that first time it was just like terrifying because like I think you know the first kid I had Dottie, she got cross choke like cross collar choke, and I was like. Fuck, I, and I know that that hadn't been gone over. I know that for a fact because when it happened, deer in headlights. I saw it and I was like, "Shit!" Like I know how to defend that, but trying to explain to her to like to get her arm through, yeah. she didn't understand. And it was a quick match. Um, and her mom was really sweet. <laughs> she was like, oh, you know, I think I was there for that. Yeah, yeah. Because um, we had some adults compete. Yeah, I think. Um, who competed? I know. I know Kyle competed. Yep. Um, I feel like Mahoney competed. No, I don't think he did. He didn't. Kyle was, I think, the only adult I could think of that competed. Oh no, no, no! We had a bunch of white belts competing. That's what it was. Cause uh, I think Logan competed. I think it was Logan. 
Like we had white belts competing. Mm. Like then where was that? Is that Mahoney Mahoney might have been like a different compo too, like no. way back. Yeah, yeah. But Mahoney did I think Yeah, I don't remember. No, like I know he did like uh, old uh, new breed like years ago. Yeah, yeah. I remember um, that was way way back. His the, his his last recent local stuff was Anagas, but they were all in Jersey though. I, he was. It might have been new breed because I remember I was recording. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't think I was recording his match. I was recording someone else's match, but I'm watching his match. He did a cartwheel pass. He comes over and says, "Did you get that on film?" Oh, I, like, I think yeah. that might. Have, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was I was filming this over here. <laughs> Sorry, um, but yeah, th- that that uh, grappling industry. Yeah, it was primarily kids. I know we had a lot of white belts competing that mm-hmm. day. Was it at least I know there's two that I can think of off top. I want to say there's at least four white belts competing, and you know it, it was fine. I mean, I don't think. I think the only goal we got was uh, Finn. Yeah, I, I think. Um, and then we got you know some bronzes and silvers. Yeah. But you know, that's know. the thing about like I'm not I'm I'm not ragging on local competitions, but there has been something I've been experiencing this year, and it's because like like for me, I do a lot of IBJJ uh, IBJJF tournaments now, and um. But occasionally I would do locals and stuff like that too. When I do locals now, they don't feel the same quality as IBJJF. IBJJF, you got guys coming in who travel around and compete all over the nation just to prepare for like majors, right? Like for me, like yeah. I do IBJJFs to, uh, to prepare for like Pan Snogi, uh, World Snogi, and and like Pant, um, IBJJF, and uh, Masters Worlds and stuff like that. And I'll do like an occasional like local tournament to tune up for those IBJJF tournaments. But lately, I, when I do the local tournaments, they don't even feel like a good warm-up tournament anymore. Hmm. Like it, And it's so weird to, see, to hear that because like when I started competing, it was like, oh, I got to win this local. I got to do good at this local. Now it's kind of like... Man, I'd rather do like a Saturday practice and like get some really hard training in with my teammates versus like wait how many hours just to have like four matches and they're just kind of like yeah. maybe like it was good for like the stage fright or maybe being sure. on, but like I've I've been over that and like the past couple of locals I've done actually every local I've done I it has. I think with that, um, my buddy Steve, who co-hosts Clumpton Beer Club with me, if you guys haven't heard that, go check it out. Actually, don't go listen to that podcast. <laughs> like, there's there's our dry race board there with our <laughs> topics and shit. Gizzly, uh, glizzy gobbler. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like Steve, he's that way with basketball. Like we're playing basketball. If you make Steve cover somebody that's like not as good as him, like he drops off. Yeah. Like he he starts playing shitty. Like if they're playing shitty defense, he starts shooting shitty. It's almost like he's too open. Like, but if you're like if you're pressing him, if you're playing hard, if, if like it's almost like if I score, he yeah. feels like he has to score. Yeah. If I don't score, then it's like oh, you know. 
It's that I'm <laughs> taking a break. Fuck this guy. So it, it, I, I get it. it, it that's I, I I know a few people that are that way where it's like you rise up to your competition. It's like if you're here, I'm coming up there with you. But if you're down here for some reason, it's like I can't get out of gear. Like where it's you know my mind is just like eh. like you got what I want. Yeah, and I'm gonna take it. Like yeah, you know, the, lo- the local lunch money. Like all the Nagas and like like grappling industries, they've been kind of they've been kind of boring. Like I wouldn't say it's boring, but it was just kind of like, I it the sense of urgency. The 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 <laughs> it's kind of like I, <laughs> I go in there and I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna play my game. Yeah, that, that was it. And then well, it's practice. Yeah, and then I go in there and I was like, wait, really? <laughs> that's that's it. Well, I mean, like you said, it's probably just you're better served just going to practice because, yeah. I mean, we have high level competitors. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like there, So it's like you may as well just go get reps in there. Yeah. Um, whereas like it's it's kind of a, you know, crapshoot, you know, at, at a local, you know, comp, you might run into someone who's that's doing what you're doing. It's like, hey, let me get uh, some tune up roles. Yeah. And that's why I've been going up belt divisions, too. I'll, I'll go up mm-hmm. into belt division or weight division. And it's. I mean, it's good, but again, like for me, I rather do like my Saturday like competition training where I'm getting my ass whooped by someone, and then like I'm I'm kind of figuring out like oh what what do I need to fix because it's a con- it's in a controlled area and yeah I can honestly just ask my coach like what do I need to do. I think also another big factor there too. It's like. You're not spending a hundred plus dollars to wait that's, around for hours. That's another thing. That's the bonus right there. I'm not spending. I'm not spending like eighty to a hundred dollars just for like competition matches where people are riled up. Like, oh, I gotta win this gold medal. Hey, I'm gonna be honest. That's another fucking reason why I don't compete too. Like, hey man, I told money. you money. My like, look, I told you my money goes towards action figures. Like, you get three a month. <laughs> I don't get a lot of money in my paychecks. And yeah. I just took a new job where I took less money. So, like, it's even worse now. We might got to cancel Netflix. <laughs> like, which I want to get rid of Netflix anyway. Yeah. Fuck that show. Like, fuck Netflix. I, I'm over it. I don't even know how much it costs anymore. But I know that it costs more than what I want to pay. I think we just signed up for Apple TV. Oh, we for us, we did Hulu. And so, I'm liking Hulu. I do Hulu because I can watch. Like, so I do have a lot of these apps. Because there's like a lot of older shows, so nostalgia. Yeah. But then there's like Tubi because every it's free. So, bro, like literally, that's what I'm doing at work now. It's just Tubi. Well, I'm just mm-hmm. fixing computers and watching anime on Tubi because it's like, dude, I, I was just scrolling through it last night. I saw the anime section. I was like, I'm like, I'm not a big anime guy, but Tubi will make me an anime guy yeah. because it is there. It's, it's available. Free. Yes. <laughs> So, I, you know, Tubi is the fucking move, dude. It's never <laughs> let me down. It, if it's, there's any movie I can't find, I know it's on Tubi. So, you know, keep that in mind. Um, is it like a Fox-owned website? Like, what's what's up with Tubi? Because it's so, like, it's a lot of like old shows and old movies I used to watch on Fox. So, a lot of the things that I see on Tubi end up on Peacock, which is yeah, what you yeah, see. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm sure I could Google it right now, but I'm not going to. Uh, but like, yeah, there's a lot of older shows. I mean, shit, cartoon wise, Transformers, GI Joe, Jim and the Holograms. Don't judge. Um, Mask. It's like, oh my god, this is like 1985 all over again. 
all I need now is like, you know, my mom yelling at me while she's smoking crack. And it's like fucking <laughs> back to basics. Yeah. But, um, and, uh, like we, we just, uh, cause we got another iPad. So you get three months of, um, Apple TV for free. So it, it used to be a year. <laughs> cause when I got this iPad, it was a year. And like Sarah just got the new one. I'm like, oh, you get three months. And I've been considering going yeah, yeah. and sign up because they've got more content now. So we're like, okay. Like today, after we're done, I'm going to actually go through the apps that we have, yeah. what we're using, what we're not. And and a lot of these things too, like Showtime, we use Showtime for three months. Mm-hmm. And that's to watch Yellow Jackets. Once that's over. Man, that, that show is kind of crazy. <sighs> yeah, it's kind like- of. <laughs> It, it, yeah, it, it's a wild one. And I didn't even want to watch it at first. And then I was like, oh, it's got Christina Ricci? All right, I'll watch anything with her. She's she's cool. She's from my era. And, man, it, it's it, it's wild. But I think the writer strike just shut them down right now for uh, season three. Really? Uh, there was, I saw a list yesterday. There was a lot of things. Not, not as much as you would think, but quite a few big-name things are shut down right now. Um <laughs> they said Scream 7 was shut down. I was like, well, okay. I'm going to let you know now. And this is just using kind of common sense, like, inside of it. Yeah. Jenna Ortega, she's one of the leads. And um, uh, Jasmine Savoy Brown, who plays um, in Yellow Jackets, she's one of the leads also in, in, yeah. Scream, in a new Scream. Like, she would be working on Yellow Jackets, so yeah. Scream is probably on the back burner. Um, General Ortega is working on Wednesday season two, so that's on the background. And she's in something else. Oh, Beetlejuice, uh, the new Beetlejuice. So it's like that, and that—that's actually I'm been, seeing a theme now, dude. It's it's wild. She's that, basically in many Christina Ricci. All over. Yeah, it's like so she yo I think was it twenty twenty two. She was in like five horror movies that year. It's like yo chill, chill. Some, Save some shit for other people. Got some demons. Yeah, no shit. But she was in Iron Man three, and so you know, she like she she has a lighter side too. It's a Christmas movie. Iron Man three. <laughs> Fuck that movie. Although they're trying to bring they're trying to bring the extremists back from Iron Man three because uh, in in Secret Invasion, I could see that being in there. Secret Invasion is actually pretty decent, dude. It, it's it's a slow burn. But it, it's building. I think episode four this week. And they yeah. only do six. They, they, there's some deaths, that, like that you weren't expecting. It's like, oh, y'all just gonna do it that way. All right. Well, that's the thing. Like ever since that's what I'm saying, you gotta watch Guardians three because they're doing some stuff. Guardians three, I think, is like a new, a good opener for like what to expect in terms of like the intensity of Marvel movies now. So I think Guardians Three is kind of a outlier because <laughs> we you got to still think Marvels is coming. Yeah, and uh, I had my issues with Captain Marvel just because I feel like the movie wasn't Captain Marvel is a fucking great character. Yeah, and they just mistreated that character and just say here, just make an origin movie, just rush it out because we got to get this out before. Anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like or just treat the character with some fucking respect. That is a great character. That is a strong character, a great leader. And you kind of just, and, and I feel like they were trying to build that, but I guess Brie Larson said some shit and everybody got mad at her. 
because you know how we are as a, as a society now. I think she says something about not enough diversity at Disney, which is weird. Um, I think she was like saying there's too many men, and all the dudes got mad at her, like "fuck your movie." We're gonna still pay, you know, it still made a billion dollars, but your movie sucks, and it did kind of suck. Um, but that's coming out, and just looking at the trailer, it looks fun, but it doesn't look threatening. It's just it you know, th- there's fun. no consequences. Yeah, yeah. It looks fun, but I think it's all due to the other two. Like if you watch the other two, yeah. uh, um, Ms. Marvel, I, I think, I, I think it'll be a fun movie with with just those three. I don't know what the main villain's gonna be, um, but I like if you go off of what the action figures tell you, and sometimes this means nothing, but like. There's a uh, Marvel's wave coming. Mm-hmm. It's got the three Captain Marvel, Ms. Marvel, and Photon. This has got three characters that have nothing to do with the movie. They're just comic book characters from yeah. the comics. And then the builder figure is uh, Bark Ruffalo's Hulk. So I don't know what connection that may have. Now, at the, oh in the God. She-Hulk, he did go, he was like, I gotta go handle some shit out, out intergalactically. So yeah. th- this could connect. I don't know. But at, at this point, that... Phase one through three, fucking thumbs up. I think at this point, let's just fucking chill with the phases and like interconnecting. Let let everybody just do their own thing. Because there is no interconnecting. What what's going on? Like, so it's gonna all come together for Secret Wars. And the thing is, that's cool and all, but but no one's really hinting at it at this point. I like, at least to the casual mindset, everyone's kind of just like, oh, another Marvel movie. But like, what are the real hints? Because everyone was thinking Quantumverse, and then. So the the problem with that is Jonathan Majors right now I think is in some legal trouble and I think they're trying to rewrite everything. They they because all all the movies that had King yeah attached are pushed back like big time. Even Loki Loki was supposed to come out like yeah, yeah. this summer was, yeah yeah they're like nah. <laughs> we got to push that back now. Man, that's what uh, that was what I was really looking forward to also. I mean after after Ant Man I was like oh like Loki I think was a big they indicator. set this up yeah. And then they had, they're like, oh, we got to reshoot. We got to push this back. What happened with majors anyway? So I think some uh, some domestic abuse claims, I think, oh. is what the, the big things are. And court cases are pending. And, you um, know, th- there's been kind of the debate right now about, well, Ezra Miller in the Flash movie was able to, you know, put out. But we can't have, you know, Jonathan Majors doing his role. I think the difference being is like the Flash was already done. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, and just just put the movie out. Whereas these other movies aren't done. Yeah. So now they have an opportunity to change it. Fantastic Four is supposed to come out next year on mm-hmm. Valentine's Day, pushed uh, to May of twenty twenty five. Um, what else? The King Dynasty got pushed, but that might even change now. And the way that Ant Man ended. Inadvertently, you could kind of write that off as, you know, we we beat him. He's yeah. done. He's gone. Um, and then they could just, you know, kind of bring in Doctor Doom instead. Why? Because uh, I Doc- mean, because Doctor Doom is a fucking force to be reckoned with. Why dude. is he not being focused on more than uh, any? Like Doctor Doom so is like I Omega think, level. I think like, they wanted to like slow roll him. And like kind of because I think Kang was kind of it was gonna have like kind of a combined like yeah but that'd be, that'd be 
But if like if they if they're writing Kang out, it's like oh we kind of have to go to Doctor Doom now as our contingency plan. Yeah. We have to make this happen now sooner rather than later. Yeah, yeah. And I'm worried though because I feel like they're having a rush and it's just it's like like I had all like any Fantastic Four film that's come out has been just tragic. So I had hopes like yes they they I think they can do this and I think they can get it right and. Now, if they're having to rush everything now and, and change up everything, yeah, I think they're gonna fucking drop the ball, and I'm scared. I don't want this to happen. I don't even care about the Fantastic Four. It's just that it's like, look, I never really cared for them. The only one I cared for was Doctor Doom because yeah, he's like in terms of like brilliance and like mind, like he's like Professor X level and uh, mm-hmm. reads, and those guys were they're they're big and like I mean Doctor <sighs> Doom was just involved in so much stuff who I mean, would you even cast I don't know well that's also the thing too when it comes to a lot of what Disney slash Marvel Studios is trying to do you know they want to cast um, what's his name from uh, Breaking Bad um, I, I, I'm not going to Google it but uh, the dude who played um, in Breaking Bad the um Walter, not none of the bad guy. Um, I can't remember nothing right now. I think the wine hit me, but uh, there's been talks about casting him as Doctor Doom, which I wouldn't be mad at that. But I think people then get in get in their pocket about oh, race swapping characters. And it's like I don't think Doctor Doom's race really matters to the character once he becomes all metal looking. Yeah, yeah. it's like I think I think race is out the window at this point. Like, but. Um, I think they said they are going to reveal the cast at a D20, uh, was it D23, whatever Disney's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not going to do it at Comic-Con. They're going to wait to September to do it. And it's like, I guess, dude, whatever. I don't care. Just just fucking make it happen. But, yeah, all the Jonathan Major stuff being pushed back is is disheartening because, you know, I like the dude. I watched Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country. Mm-hmm, that shit mm-hmm. was great. That was great. Yeah, like I and we watched it kind of unexpected. We were just sitting. I was like, let's fucking put it on. Let's watch it. I didn't know what it was supposed to even be about. Same. And I was fucking blown away. Because historically, a lot of that stuff is like pretty on point. Like the curfew or like yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, they, well, so HBO be getting like they be taking some chances too. Because when they did um, Watchmen. This Watchmen series, mm-hmm. I I never knew about um, Black Wall Street and then uh, the Tulsa riots. Yeah, yeah, I learned it from a fucking comic book show. A lot of people did, and it's like get the fuck out of here. And then you watch Lovecraft Country, and you know they talk about sundown towns. It's like oh my lord, like like what are we doing here? HBO, I guess they they they're like fuck fuck Ron DeSantis. It was like we're gonna teach the history. And Ron DeSantis was like, ban all the books, <laughs> burn them. It's fucking weird, but but no, that dude. Uh, he he. I I try to stray away from saying someone's a good actor or a bad actor. Yeah. But when I see that dude on on camera, he has this charisma that makes you want to follow the story. It makes you want to know more, and then not even just the story. You want to know more about what's going on yeah so um it just sucks i mean but 
you know, we're in an age where it's like, look, you know, you did some shit, it's going to come up. And, you know, in some cases they might turn a blind eye and other cases are like, nah, son, you got to go to jail. I mean, you know, I'm not even sure what happened with the Ezra Miller stuff, but I remember watching that movie, We got we Need to Talk About Kevin. I saw that kid and I was like, oh, he's a problem. <laughs> he's going to be a problem in life later on. And here we are. So, I don't know. But I'm looking forward to all the stuff. And I'll watch it regardless, reluctantly. I'm not going to see Marvels in the theater. This is, if I didn't see Guardians in the theater, I, I'm not going to disrespect James Gunn. Yeah. Go see Marvels in the theater. And it has nothing to do with a female cast. It's just that I, I don't care. Yeah. About the story that 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 they might potentially be building. Because um, you're right, it just looks like a fun film. It just looks like a bunch of like yeah. people with similar abilities just trying to escape, save, save the day. Yeah, it's a fun romp, and and I'll watch that on Disney Plus, just like Guardians Three. I'll watch it on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, that like I don't know what's the next movie I'll see in the theater. That's the thing. After like Sp- the, the, the last Spider Man movie, the last Spider Verse one. Mm-hmm. That was kind of it, and even then, I was kind of like, uh, "Should I watch it?" Like, yeah, like I'm trying to think. Yeah, and that got pushed back too. Yeah, I don't think because of the writer's strike. I think it just got pushed back because that's what they do with those fucking movies. They like, just push it back. Yeah, that movie was supposed to come back like three months earlier, prior to its date. And well, they finished production on it. The movie came out June second, um, but it was done like March or April, right? So they they finished production three days prior to the movie dropping. Mm. And it was like, what? I I don't know what. Like, so when you say finished production, that can mean any small detail, like yeah. Oh, they maybe like change changed, the song, yeah, something like that. But on May 29th was the last day of production for the film. Yeah, it's like, it's like you know, it's animated, so you can kind of get away with a little bit more. But most movies are animated now with all the CGI. So, but yeah, we went to see Spider Man for sure. We saw Mario Brothers. I, I go to horror movies in a the theater now around the corner um, if, if they're playing them. But that's also because of the horror podcast. Like, sometimes I have to get ahead of things and yeah. I might have to review something. Like, And I, I'm going to be honest, I don't like doing, like, strict, like, movie review episodes mm-hmm. because I talk a lot of shit about critics because <laughs> fuck them. Critics are just fucking film writers who fucking suck and couldn't actually get a job making a goddamn movie. Yeah, I said it. Fuck y'all. Like, it's just, that's the thing. It was like, people want to nitpick movies. It's like. That's, that's pretty accurate because I have a buddy who, that pretty much, he got his film, he got his degree in film and he tried to write a couple of scripts and movies, couldn't get anything. And now he's a, he's a critic. There you go. (laughs) I fucking knew it. That's how it happens. (laughs) He he has a YouTube page of like. Like I, I sat there and thought about that shit. Like a few years back, I thought about it when I was yeah. reading all these reviews. And I was like, "Yo, why are these cats so bitter?" And then I thought about it. And I started looking at some of the cats. I was like, "Oh, these motherfuckers! Like they were trying to be writers." Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and now y'all mad? Okay, I get you now. So I tried not to be like even when like we all sit down and we talk about stuff and we give kind of our good, bad, ugly in the rating. I still try to give it the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, because first off, I, I I'm not a writer. Yeah, I'm not a filmmaker, so I'm looking at it from the entertainment perspective. 
So when we watched, what did we, we just recently reviewed Evil Dead Rise and fucking loved it, dude. Really? Like, oh my God, dude. It, it was, huh. Is it like the, the last, the original? Mm-mm. It's completely different, right? Because it's in the apartment. Correct. And that's what, that, that was a big, big plus to making it different. It's just, it's dark, it's gritty, it's nasty. They basically went a whole different direction with it, right? Yeah. Yeah, the only thing, I mean, they keep, you know, kind of the same, the Book of the Dead and the Deadites. And yeah, everything. yeah. Um, but it does, you know, take a, so it's interesting because it opens up one way. Mm-hmm. You get your middle and you get your end. And it's all kind of interconnected in this weird way where you're like, oh, okay, now I get it. And it gives you room for more. You can end it there or you can make more. Yeah. It, it's it's kind of an up in the air type deal. But um, we reviewed that. And, and, you know, I tried to, like, kind of keep in mind that it's like, what are you looking for when you're, looking, when you're trying to review a movie? Yeah. You know, yeah. when you're trying to break something down. Uh, I had somebody send me their film. But that's an interesting one, though, because, like, you're going to compare it. You're going to want to compare it to the old movie, mm-hmm. right? And so there are going to be critics or people who, who have different opinions, like, oh, it's not like the last movie. I, I, re- I immediately don't like it. But if you mm-hmm. keep an open mind, like, you kind of, like, got to figure out when the, the original was made. That was back in, what, the 60s or something? Uh, no, 80, uh, 81. 81. Uh, yeah. Uh, the- yeah, 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 81, because the other one was, like, a couple years before. So you had um, Evil Dead was in 81 because we just did like a full Evil Dead franchise yeah, episode yeah. too. So that was 81. Then Evil Dead 2 was 86. And then they did Army of Darkness in 92. Uh, that's the one I'm thinking about. Because it, um, like it, 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 like, so when they did Evil Dead 2, because Evil Dead was done on such a low budget. Yeah. It was literally just like in a in a forest. Yeah. It, like with friends. Yeah. That was the production crew. It was like friends and family. It wasn't like they had like real people yeah. like from Hollywood. They're like. Would that be considered a cult classic? That yes. one? Yes, it is. Absolutely. So when we did, when we just recorded the 1980s episode as well for So You Like Horror, and we discussed that being a cult classic, mm-hmm. but also being listed as one of the top movies of the 80s. Like, so it's like, how are you a cult classic when you're one of the top <laughs> movies movie. of the decade? Like, it, that's a, it doesn't compute. But, um, but the thing about, um, you know, looking at the original and then looking at the new one, it's like, yeah, like you said, people want to automatically do that comparison. Yeah. It's like, it's not fair. Like it, and, and that's the same thing with me as a comic book fan, mm-hmm. looking at the comic book movies it's not a fair comparison because let's take infinity war you know infinity gauntlet whichever one you want to cut it you can't i mean you could make the story mm-hmm. where thanos is trying to impress death yeah you could do that but i think there's more that you have to kind of piece together before you get there you got to give a little bit more of a backstory on thanos and and why he's trying to impress death. Yeah. Because death was the only one who gave a damn about him and treated him any kind of good way. And then when he fell out of death's graces, it was like, I need to impress this broad. Yeah. And it, I don't know. It's not gonna fit in with today's society, right? Yeah. Like the the way they did Infinity Wars and Thanos' uh goal it fits towards like, okay, this is kind of makes sense too. But for comic nerds it's like Oh, I get it. He's he's kind of being a teenager right now. Yeah, yeah. It, oh. It's like 
with all this power like it it's just kind of like when you look at like the infinity gauntlet it's like oh well you know we can make him the victim yeah but he's the bad guy as well it's kind of does fit in today's society um (laughs) but the really grungy side (laughs) you know but it's like trying to do the comparison to an original piece and comparing to you know the newer work it's just unfair so you have to almost kind of pull yourself away and look at it for what it is yeah um when we you know we, we had someone send in a film to us to review and it was fun <laughs> but you know i mean the episode was a fun episode because we sat there we watched the movie and then we went and reviewed it yeah um right after work and it, it's called killer kites kites like flying kites with a t just so people don't misconstrue what i said and um it's just about that kites that are killing people and it, it it's a you can tell it's it's made by a bunch of friends and super low budget it's on tubi actually now oh, um, no. so go check it out <laughs> oh, um, they also had another movie called Sorgators. it's also on tubi we're going to review that eventually but the thing is we're trying to review these movies you know we don't look at it like let's be a critic and like rip yeah, this yeah. person apart we try to find you know we tr- so when i used to teach you have the parent teacher conferences mm-hmm. you start off with a good thing you give the criticism and you end on a good thing you know you never want to send a parent out of there like you know with the bad thing yeah you never want to start with the bad thing and even with the bad thing you want to minimize it as much as possible yeah. so that's how I, we do the reviews you know, we talk about what we really, really like about it. Yeah. And then we point out the problems we may have. But we, like, kind of wrap it up with, like, look, all in all, blah, 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 positive. As positive as we can get. Yeah. Because sometimes it might be a movie that's just really bad, you know, that you just didn't jive with. Like, Halloween Ends. It's a fucking bad movie. <laughs> like, and speaking of comparing, I mean, it's like, that's a movie where you want to compare that to any of the other Halloweens. And you just really can't because mm-hmm. the movie is so bad. So, but no, no. Fuck critics. <laughs> like, I like those old like horror, the cult horror movies. Like, do you remember this one? It was about like trucks that kind of like maximum overdrive. Was that it? Where they come to life and they start killing people? Same mm-hmm. thing with uh the like their home appliances. Like I've never seen <laughs> a blender kill someone before. Yo, that eighties horror. Is so so. Uh, I've been doing horror through the decades and kind of going over like just each decade. Yeah, yeah. Societal effects on horror, what uh, special effects advancements, mm-hmm. cultural effects. Um, you know, each decade, each decade, and you see in the twenties. You know, we're just kind of getting the ball rolling in the thirties. Now we're getting mm-hmm. we're getting the Universal monsters, and now mm-hmm. in the forties. Now we got World War Two ending, so we got. You know, a lot of science shit coming up. The fifties, it gets more sciencey. Sixties, it starts to make our monsters look more human. So you got psychological horrors. In the seventies, now we're going to religion, uh, slashers, uh, science fiction. You know that comes back with Alien, um, Jaws. You know now you're back to nature. Then the eighties just said fuck all of it. <laughs> the eighties was like, let's um, do Reanimator. <laughs> let's do critters fuck it let's do gremlins critters and gremlins were <laughs> you know 
Oh, let's throw in our slasher. So don't forget Freddy Krueger. Don't forget Jason. Don't you know? Eighties was crazy because like there's a whole bunch of like it, it, a lot of it was a mixture. It, like when you think about it, it blends things. Like Critters was what a bunch of like little monsters from <laughs> outer space. Yeah. Freddy Krueger was someone who attacked you in your dreams. That was actually yeah. pretty creative. Yeah. Well, so it's based off of kind of a true story. The ideal comes from. Um, in the 60s, I want to say it was in um, Taiwan, there were teenagers that were dying in their sleep, and they couldn't figure out why. And Wes Craven saw that. I was like, shit, that sounds like a good idea for a fucking movie. <laughs> and wrote Friday or Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, I just feel like you didn't need to make uh, the, the main protagonist a child molester. Because eventually he became a pop icon that everyone loved. It's like, yo, that's a child molester, yo. <laughs> Y'all putting this dude on lunchboxes. And he's, he's a literal child molester. And you know, like, nah, it's all right. <laughs> Give him an 800 number, too. Like, put him on T-shirts. But the 80s was such a crazy decade of movies that, it, like, when we recorded it, mm-hmm. I, we recorded a little longer than I expected. We considered making it a two-part episode because there's so much. But, like, I just, I didn't want to. It's like, I don't want to, like, just kind of completely dissect the entire decade. That's not what we do with that fucking podcast. We're just really going to have fucking fun and just talk a little bit of shit. I mean, I think most of the podcasts we're talking about, nah. We got into some weird topics that were, like, off topic. Yeah, but yeah. I think the last time we talked, Phil... Joe and myself, I think we started talking about pastries. <laughs> just for no reason. We just started talking about pastries and wild shit. And then we came back to base. But um, I just, th- there's so much in the 80s that you just can't really, like, th- there's two documentaries on Shutter um, TV. Um, I think it's called In Search of Darkness. Mm. And they're like hours long. Hours. Like, just only about the 80s in horror. And it's ridiculous. There's also a Nightmare on Elm Street documentary that's four hours long. There's a Friday the 13th documentary that's three hours long. So it's like, these are all 80s. So just, you know, if there's any, you know, question as to how wild was the 80s, those wild. Yeah. So we're about to, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my research for the 90s right now. But see, that's the thing. Like, I don't know. 80s, I feel like 80s was such a weird decade. It was right because in the world, though. Yeah, exactly. And like when I think about the '80s and in, in re- relation to like horror movies, you like there were so many people like killers and everything who were just like crazy wild, and then you could gain your inspiration from that. Like, well, so a lot of that came from the '70s, though, because you had all those serial killers mm-hmm. in the '70s. Yeah, exactly, Man. exactly. So the decade before, you find out like all these crazy ass like killers and everything, and like all these mysteries, and like some of them are like. Like fucking dark, and then very. Ten years later, you're like, man, I kind of want to base something off this. Well, like when when kids look back at the original Halloween, you know, kids now because oh, that's not scary. Scary. Yeah. A big part is like we're desensitized, but also you're thinking about compared to today versus back then. That movie came out in '78, and the '70s was riddled with serial killers. Uh. Ted Bundy, Ed Ging, um, John Wayne Gacy, Son mm-hmm. of Sam, um, the the, the uh, Boston Strangler, mm-hmm. uh, yep. I believe was in the 70s. So you, you got serial killers on the run 
in the seventies. Now you get a movie in nineteen seventy eight that at the time, because once Halloween kind of got its legs, it got weird and supernatural and was dumb. Yeah, yeah. But that first movie, you see a dude killing people, and there's like no. Think of how society Pushback. felt of like when that movie came out. Mm-hmm. They're probably looking behind them every yeah. time they walk in the dark. It's just yeah, it, it's it's fucking bonkers. And at the end, when Doctor Loomis shoots this dude six times, and the body's not there, this dude is like, now movie goers are like, yo, what the fuck? Because it's not like having a bulletproof vest because he goes over, yeah, wipes the grass, and he, like they, you see he's wiped up blood. It's like, yo, I shot this dude six times. So the movie ends. And honestly, I would have loved it if it would have ended there. No sequels, just let it go. Um, I think that was kind of the intent. <laughs> and then, but uh, then because it's sold, they were like, let's yeah. make a second one. Yep, and then then they made Halloween three, the season of the witch, which had nothing to do with Michael Myers, because it was supposed to be an anthology type deal anyway. And but because people were familiar with one and two with Michael Myers, and now you don't have them in this third one, the third one wasn't a bad movie. It just didn't have Michael Myers. Yeah, so people hated it, but it's actually pretty good. And then you get to your fourth one in '88, where now it's ten years later, Michael Myers, and it's called Return of Michael Myers. Yeah, so you know, but. It's like you take what that decade was as far as just the world. You had the Berlin Wall coming down. You had the Challenger um, exploding, which is just fucking wild because I was on television. You know, we saw that. <laughs> like, happens like, oh my Lord. That, I don't, as a kid, you're like, I don't think that was supposed to happen. You know, you had um, just, um, you know, AIDS, crack. You know, like our world was such a fucking goofy place, and now you have television where you can see this shit all the time. Like filtered, you can even search it up on the internet. So, and things are even wilder now because where we can see everything all the time. Mm -hmm. In the '80s, that 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 was a new concept too because you're getting the news kind of all the time. You're seeing this shit. It's like, oh my god, look at what they're doing down there in Miami. They're smoking crack. Now it's up in Detroit, you know. It's like, you know, it's like all this shit's all over the place. Like AIDS, what is that? Oh, and you know, it came, you know, the the connotations that came with that. And you know, then you look at the movies that we had, and you look at not just the horror movies, like, like someone there was something I saw on Instagram the other day that made an interesting point about it's all about millennials, yeah. And I, I really don't like using the generational fucking names, but whatever. For this this point, I will. They talk about millennials being super attached to nostalgia, cartoon-wise. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and I says to Sarah, and she's like, well, we all are, though. And I was like, follow me on this. Follow me on this journey. When you look at the cartoons that uh, kids of the 90s grew up with, late 90s specifically, like mid to late 90s. Mm-hmm. They're all cartoons about kids being kids. Rugrats, Recess, Hey Arnold, uh, TV shows like um, uh, all that. Mm-hmm. These are things about kids being kids. If you grew up in the 80s, your cartoons were not about kids being kids. They're about Transformers, Thundercats, G.I. Joe, Mask, uh, Brave Star, The Smurfs. It's like. I mean, and then when, even when you go further back with cartoons, the Flintstones, they're fucking advertising fucking cigarettes in the middle <laughs> of the episode. 
like you know smoke your winstons um but it's you know it was like yo the cartoons of the 80s were just advertisements for toys yep because those 90s cartoons discounting power rangers those 90s cartoons didn't have toys necessarily attached no hey arna was literally about one boy just hanging out with his friends in his neighborhood yeah rugrats was about children who use their imagination yep um what was the other one um doug doug was another one just doug was dealing with his everyday life yeah. that was it like meanwhile gi joe these motherfuckers shooting the the bad guy who they can't even seem to hit they hit the vehicles, but they can never shoot Cobra Commander in the face. <laughs> they always shot the fucking wheels out of that fucking car every time. It's like, yo, <laughs> yo those bullets, yo, those wheels are bullet attractors, but it's, not the face. It's always, I feel like these cartoons, like when you look at it back then, they're always like the roles you want to be in terms of like mm-hmm. what you could be. And then uh, cartoons in the 90s, it's like, this is what you should do as a kid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like right now we're watching um, Malcolm in the Middle on Hulu. Sophie loves it. Like she can't get enough of that show. And the thing is, it's just like looking at just like everyday life. Like, like it used to be like TV shows were like has to have drama, has mm-hmm. to be Melrose Place. Like even nine hundred two one zero, like they shifted gears. It was like, hey, we got to make an episode where uh, the 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 Jewish kid David Silver, he's got a drug problem. And the police got to storm the place, and and Dylan has to help him flush his drugs. It's like, what the fuck? Like, I just wanted to watch some high schoolers do high schooler shit. Now these cats is out here. Oh, and then the Noxima girl, you know, she started dating Dylan, and then you know her dad, I guess I don't know, is a gangster or some shit, and they thought they were gonna shoot him, and they shot her. And like, you know, I was big into nine hundred two and old Melrose Place, son. Yo, when Kimberly blew up the building. I didn't know what was going on. Oh, and yeah, they had to change that because that was supposed to be the season finale. But the Oklahoma City bombings had just happened. Yep. So they're like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's open the season up next year with the building blowing up. I was like eight. How old was I when I, when I was up? Um, when, did that, when did that hit? I want to say that was 95. 95. Yeah, I was around eight. Yep, eight or nine. Like, you know, that's like that shit's on. I think it's on Hulu. I might. I, I try to go back and watch it sometimes. Uh, and it's like I, I try to skip to the points that are fun. Like when 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 uh, the redhead joined the cult. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that because the reason why I know about my aunt loves that show and Your it was aunt that, has great taste. My aunt. It was that in uh. It wasn't just nine hundred two one zero. It was another one too. So there's 90210, and then Melrose Place was a spinoff from that. Yeah. And then there was um, there was another one that spun off. Um, it was like Beverly. No. Pacific Palisades was the spinoff from that and Models, Inc. But they both only lasted one season. 90210 was the one she was big on. Melrose yeah, that's, that was the main, main one. And then Melrose was like the secondary. But then, then Melrose Place kind of took over because they yeah, started bringing yeah, in like yeah. real like big actors. Whereas Melrose or, um is that the Nat? Yeah. Fucking things. It's because we'd be leaving the fucking... They're bed. everywhere, bro. They're like literally everywhere. Um, Like 90210 kind of stayed in their own lane with their characters. Mm-hmm. They kept renewing the contracts and keeping those cats. Except for uh, Shannon Doherty. She was a bitch. So it was like, get rid of her. <laughs> Let her go do Charmed or some shit. They're like, bring on fucking Kelly Kapowski. That's exactly who I thought the show I thought. Yeah, I mean... Look. When they when they brought on Kelly Kapowski, I was like, oh shit, I'm about to watch 90210. Um, and then for Melrose Place, 
they start off as like a sweet lovey-dovey like oh there's a little apartment complex it was like yo we need to like yo let's let's spice it up let michael cheat on his wife let let like all these scandalous things basically happen let 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 the wife's little sister come in and now she's into michael and like and let that little sister like go join a cult and oh by the way that little sister is the real daughter and the blonde is actually adopted. She's got to go off and find I remember herself. that. I remember that. That was my, my, I remember I was sitting on my aunt's lap. And when she saw that, she like literally like threw the pillows everywhere. <laughs> just like, I was just yeah. like, oh, what yeah. happened here? Why am I watching this? It's such a young age. Yeah, Melrose Place was wild. It's like, I don't know that I should have been watching it. I'm pretty sure I, I was in like I high school. Been. I was just like, oh, this seems fine. But, like, I had, like, a strict bedtime for myself where, like, as soon as my rose place went off, I went to bed. Yeah. That was just, like, that's how I programmed my brain. I yeah. was like, I'm out of here. But sometimes you get an episode where, again, Kimberly blew some shit up and it's like, I couldn't go to sleep. Like, oh, no, because the next season opened up with the building blowing up. And then the the um, blowback because you got Allison she was drunk she got a drinking problem because she's upset that Billy's gonna marry Brooke now uh, nobody cares so when the building blew up she was getting drunk and then she went blind <laughs> like, bro you're bringing back all these episodes like dude I, I might have to do a Melrose Place episode because no. like just like think about all this like because I watched that shit so much like the shows I watched the most of my life Melrose Place Lost and the Sopranos. Like, I can go through those three shows episode by episode without missing a beat. And it just, it's right. It just feels right. Whereas, like, somebody else starts talking about, like, I think Steve talks about that fucking pirate show on fucking one of these networks. And I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. Nobody cares about pirates. But let me tell you about fucking, you know, Allison and Billy's relationship. And then and Jake had to go, like, fucking beat his brother's ass and throw him off the top of a fucking skyscraper because he beat Joe, his not girlfriend, but, you know, his homegirl. And then, like, they fell off the top of the building and somehow Jake survived. Oh, because that's when the building was being blown up. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. The building was being blown up and like Jake was out there beating Dan Cortez's ass and then throw him off the building. He survived. He comes in with his cane. This dude fell off a building. All he got was a cane and a fucking bandage around the head. Yo, the 90s was fucking stupid, son. <laughs> fucking ate the 90s. Like the music in the 90s was tight. But like TV shows was like. It made no sense. Like, yo, how, how do you fall <laughs> off a building, yo? And then Joe, poor Joe, you know, she, you know, dating Jake's brother. He proposed to her. She said, no, he beats her and put the ring on her hand anyway. That didn't make sense. <laughs> and then, like, she ends up being an old classmate. They sleep together. She gets pregnant. Turns out he's a drug runner. She shoots him because he tried to kidnap her. <laughs> then his parents tried to sue her for custody of the baby. Yo, oh, let's not forget about the gay guy who got set up by some other guy. He was like, yeah, just come to the house. The alarm is off. Just walk in. The alarm was not off. He walked in. Guess what? That that guy's wife was on the floor dead. <laughs> An alarm went off. You got caught. <laughs> God, yo. Melrose Place was wild. I got, oh, oof. I might, that, I might. You yeah. might have to do a run. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's, but I can't start in the first season because it was so fucking whack. Because it was just like so like, you know, oh, gee. Uh, I gotta pay the rent. And then they brought Heather Locklear into this joint. Yeah, that's how it originally was. It was literally just like boring. And then it got <laughs> like, it blew up out of nowhere with all the scandals and everything. Because they brought Heather Locklear on at the end of the first season. 
And then the next season, she was the landlord. And then oh, this shit got wild. I yeah, I faintly remember when she took over. And then I think she like had changed her name because she was running from an ex husband who found her. It, yo, yo, this shit was like. I, this was a definition of a soap opera. <laughs> the, the daytime soap operas have, could not hold a torch. You know what's, in what's similar to nine hundred two one zero and Melrose Place, in my opinion? Have you seen Desperate Housewives? Yes, I started watching that that first season because I felt like, yo, this is going to get my fix. <laughs> it was like I got my Melrose Place back because the one chick was on Melrose. Yeah, Place. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's why. I, so that so my girlfriend watches <laughs> it and. Which means I'm stuck watching it. I, so, I get it. I watch Gilmore Girls. But then that, that's what it really reminded me of. Because I think that's why they brought her on to Desperate Housewives. Mm-hmm. Because it was just kind of like the same kind of like scandals over and over again. Yeah, it was like pretty much like... And it wasn't too far off. No, it wasn't. It. it wasn't. So they're like, just bring her in. It'll be fine. Um, like they're, they're, I, I miss formulas like that. <laughs> like, just bring it back, dude. Like... Right now we get shit that's super realistic. I want some shit where like the none mo- of that's realistic. The most modern thing, I think that was close to it in my opinion recently. There were two shows. One was Dexter, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But then it, him being him having this little like itch, kind of made it more sense. And then there was a yeah. uh, Lucifer, but that okay, Lucifer was interesting in terms of like, but it, you're you're kind of expecting that to happen. But these scandals back and forth is kind of like. Uh, so the scandals happen as a as a case, but what I enjoy is that he instigates them even more. Love to hear it. So I've not watched Lucifer yet. There's no reason why I have not watched it. It's just I see it. I'm like, I need to sit down and watch this. I think Sarah, she's like, oh, Lucifer, we're not watching that. I, I appreciate it because it was a comic and then they're making it into yeah. a show. And so I was like, take a chance. Why not? And then so I ended up enjoying the first two seasons. And then they brought in more seasons. I was like, I'm a little too lazy. But <laughs> I know them feels. Well, that's the thing, too. It's like, I've not heard a single bad thing about the show. No. I've heard nothing bad. So I'm like, I should watch it. And normally we sit down and watch shows together. And you're like, I don't want to watch Lucifer because Lucifer. And it's like, you're married to me. <laughs> like, you, like, you understand. I say horrible things all the time. Like, I'm not a good human. Like and you don't want to watch a fictional show called Lucifer. Okay, it makes sense. It makes total sense. But um, hey, I'm gonna have to put that on. I I have a list of tons of shows to watch, and it's just I don't know that I'm ever gonna get to it. Because I think they said like this was uh, back in 2021. They're like, mm-hmm. if you take all the content made from 2018 up to that date in 2021. It would be impossible to watch all of the content. Mm-hmm. It's just so much stuff comes it's out. So much. Um, when we did our zombie episode, we were counting zombie films through the decades. I didn't count after 2010 because the two like 2000 to 2009, like I think there's 180 zombie movies made. Movies, not just shows, but movies alone made in that 10 year run. After that. I looked at the the list. I was like, "Oh, I'm not counting that. I'm not counting that." And it's not like anywhere like where I could just Google. Yeah. So I was like, "Look, I'm just gonna assume that you know we're somewhere in like the 300s the next 10 years." But it, it's like there's so much content out there now to try to keep up with that 
even fuck, even podcasts now. It's like I there's so many I want to listen to. I was like, I just don't have time. Yeah. Like And then you're just listening to a podcast. You're not like Yeah. I think the one thing about a podcast though is like I could be down here doing shit and listening mm-hmm. so you do have that leeway I could get on the elliptical I get on the treadmill exercise bike yeah yeah any of these fucking things and listen to a podcast but the thing is it's like the committed to I don't I don't listen to my own podcast I, I'm gonna after we're done with this I'm gonna edit it I'm gonna edit the sound yeah just clean the sound up <laughs> it is what it is <laughs> like if he said anything wrong oh well I'll, I'll get a, I'll get messages. People be mad sometimes. You're like, yo, you're so dumb. <laughs> you're so fucking immature. It was like, but bitch, you be listening. <laughs> you can't stop listening. So you added to my view. So <laughs> like when people get on Instagram and start talking shit to me, I say thanks for the follow, hell. And they, the only one person pushed back. One person went into the uh, DMs. It was like, there, stop fucking following you, you fucking cunt. And I gave him a smiley face. It's like. Like, okay, bitch, I have fucking 14,000 followers. You think I'm going to lose sleep tonight? <laughs> no, bitch, I'm not. Like, God, I hate people. So, yeah. But, um, I don't know, three years. So, we can, we can, uh, cheers to. We talked nothing about jujitsu. <laughs> we talked about jujitsu a little bit. Like we had, we had like a fifteen minute run in there, dude. <laughs> like, I think we did pretty good. Not like we did more of your horror movie stuff. No, we uh, we talked about a lot of stuff. We talked about comic book movies. We talked about jujitsu. We talked about horror. We talked about what the fuck did we talk about? Yeah, we just talked about movies because really, like, well, we talked about what we talked about in the DMs. Like, th- this conversation is about ninety percent of what we DM to each other, just like random shit, just out the blue, and like the other ten percent, I look. I, I, it's so funny because I don't think you and I really ever talk. Like when we text each other, I, I it's hardly jujitsu. No, it, it's yeah. I would say when we talk about jujitsu uh, through text. It's usually like in the moment of like yeah, yeah. something just happened, or um, are you are you training this? this yeah, let's look. It's just accountability. Are you yeah. training or are you not? Or but, how are you feeling? But most of our conversations are like just off the wall shit. Like, I mean, there there are chains of like comic book conversations where it's like, because like, like I'll shoot you a message and I'm like, dude, I'm typing so long shit. I need to fucking just send and <laughs> continue. It's like I think there's a cutoff here, but. That, There's I, never any cutoff. I, I think that's the thing, though, because when we went to um, Skolstis, the spring Skolstis uh, party this year, all of us were nerds. All of us were collectors. Mm-hmm. Very few of us were talking about collecting. Most of us were like, "There's the dude from Ireland who does jujitsu." He and I sat down. We didn't really talk jujitsu, like we just talked life. Yeah. And then we actually did record. Um, I think we like we were like really drunk and just. Bum rushed the recording room. He's like, "All right, close that door. All right, I got I got Tyler F here. I got Alan over here. We're gonna talk about jujitsu." And then Sarah comes and says, "We gotta go." I, I, <laughs> like I edited all that out. She she was fuming. I was like, "Girl, go!" I told you I'm gonna ride home with fucking Tyler. Like he live around the corner. Go, go on, girl. And we sitting there talking. And then Alan's like, "Dude, mate, I think you you should probably go." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I think I'm gonna go too." And I left, and then they they continued on. Yeah. And it wasn't that much longer. And then Bobby, he was like, look, I'm not going to use this content. I just got so much from the weekend. Go ahead and take it. But, um, you know, that weekend is just a bunch of people who have common interests. But we didn't even talk about those common mm-hmm. interests. 
we we just talked about like beer like you know like life I, I ended up on a podcast episode talking about race relations in america somehow i led that conversation i was drunk so but then the playback apparently they're like dude that was really good like you gave some valid points like drunk me <laughs> and bobby was like yeah i know right i'm proud of you i thought like i thought you would have flipped the table I'm yeah like, like okay i didn't i never listened back to it like i don't dude, i don't like to listen to podcasts on my just because i'm there <laughs> it's like I, I i get the gist of it like we get it but yeah the, the bulk of this was just like I, I think for us though too it's like when we get together it's like like it's like catch up you know on yeah. stuff that we're already talking about it's like the times that we do talk about jujitsu, it's like again in the moment of jujitsu. Yeah. It's like, you know, we're not like out at fucking Taco Bell, like, so dude, um, so what do you think about this um fucking buggy choke? <laughs> you know, it's like You know what's funny? I the entire time we've been talking, I don't I don't think buggy chokes are that great. I think they're dangerous, especially with, with slams. Involved like a the ADCC match where the guy was buggy choking someone. So he, he was one of my guests. Yeah. I, I didn't know that until he I remember me. you told me about that. I was like, oh, shit. Uh, I was like, so what was that like? <laughs> he was a good sport I, about I've it. I've been practicing. <laughs> I've been holding my foot like this, like a buggy choke. So time. I've been seeing breaks. People have been breaking their legs doing it. Yeah. I and, don't I don't like them. I just think it's a good stretch, if anything. <laughs> I It's not even something that I consider. Well, first of all, I, I can't stretch like that. So we know that's not going to ever happen in my game. I got fat legs. I don't know how I'm doing this. Yeah, fuck that. That's not happening. Like, but not only that, it's just like, it's kind of a Hail Mary, I think. It's yeah, like, it is. It is. It's like, that. I, I don't know. I just feel like when it comes to jiu-jitsu, it's like what we practice and what we execute, mm -hmm. you know, reps and mileage. Is going to get you the results yep. versus like, yeah, you could wrap out the buggy choke. Yeah. Sure. But is that so, like you're in bottom position, like like talking with Mahoney yesterday. The one thing I wanted to focus on was like I spend too much time on the bottom because I'm comfortable there. I need to get comfortable attacking from the top. Mm -hmm. That is my main objective now is yeah. being on top. So it's like to be doing a buggy choke is like, yeah, it's probably because you ended up in a spot you didn't want to end up in. But like to say, okay, well, I'm going to practice these buggy chokes. And it's like, well, basically what you're saying is you're anticipating being in a bad spot. And yes, you should always be prepared for the worst, but expect the best. But I feel like when you're like looking at something like a buggy choke, it's like. As your main attack. And then there are people that do that. From a dominant. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's great. That's their game. But like for me, yeah, it's a kind of, I mean, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm medium heavy and heavy. I don't think I'm, in my lifetime I'm ever going to really pull that off. I just think it's a great stretch. Yeah. But, but I mean, like, it's battle proven, but it's also kind of like, I think the risk for it is pretty high, mm -hmm. right? Like, there's huge punishment if someone gets out or is trying to get out. Even in the moment of get, trying to get out, you can still get fucked up because yeah. your body can bend that way but should it be that way while it in impact no no like the slam the slam was like, crazy shit. i mean again you could hurt your legs during I've a seen slam two breaks now it's gross and i don't like it i hate when motherfuckers send me break videos and and i think these motherfuckers know i hate it so they send them Man, to me some of our teens are sending me videos of people breaking their their legs and mm, jujitsu matches no. like some of our teenagers at the gym 
They're, they're <laughs> like, monsters, why? dude. They're like, oh, I love sending you that shit. I'm like, why? Because you cringe. And you... Like, I know three people specifically. They send these fucking things to me. And I think I've only said to one of them I hate it. The yeah. other two, I never said anything. I think they think that I like them. And no, my team just know, our team just know oh. I hate it. And they still do it to fuck with me. It's a fucking nightmare. Like, and, and teens that do that are, are monsters and are destined to be serial killers. That's that's just my take on it. I don't think we have any like modern day serial killers, but look, the new generation is growing. <laughs> They're on their way. Um, but yeah, so I don't know, man. We've been doing this for two hours. Want to wrap up or keep going? <laughs> what time is it? I think I checked the time. 12, quarter after one. Oh, my God. Yeah. Thank you for uh, doing this. You got any shout outs or any mentions that you want to drop before we get out of here? John's Fit Meals. If you're in the DMV area, please look them up. I mean, obviously, they'll, they'll help meal prep for you for the whole week, especially if you're a fighter or athlete. John Fit Meals is the way to go, honestly. So, shout outs to them. Um, and... As always, to everyone listening, thank you. do appreciate you all. If you all have any questions, concerns, criticisms. Before I get there, thank you. This is fucking three years, dude. So thank you, everyone who's fucking been there. All the guests. All the people who even had criticisms. That's cool. I need that shit because that's how you get better. Um, anyone who's made any suggestions, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. I fucking love you guys. Like, I started this fucking thing. I didn't think I was going to pass episode four. That's that's a fact. Because I had two people bail on me consistently. And I was like scraping the bottom of the barrel. Like, oh, my God. I I don't know what to do. I don't like, fuck. I don't want to reach out to these people because, like, they may not want to do a podcast with me. And then, you know, so especially those cats in the beginning who, who, who fucking stepped up. Like you did episode one with me, so thank you for doing that. You know, Angie and Mark did episode two with me. You know, Joe from Nerd Rage Radio did episode three. Um, you know, um, you know, fucking BJJ Mama stepped in and, and filled in at number number five for me. Uh, I'm gonna mention number four just because they they kept belling on me. So <laughs> they were supposed to be number two and they fell to number four. Um, you know, Marilyn Phil stepping in. You know, Matt. Bean, you know, all you cats stepping in and, you know, a lot of a lot of you folks have been repeat guests. So thank you for that. Again, any questions, concerns, criticisms, you can find me, bgj.wiki on Instagram or off the mass podcast on Instagram. You can email as well, but I'm not going to check the emails. Um, I want to give a big shout out to my fellas over there at Nerve Age Radio. Uh, Bobby, Chris, Joe, Marilyn, Phil, Ricky, Tiki, uh, you know, all the cats over there. Thank you. And like I said, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be doing podcasts. And actually, I would. I'd just be doing their podcasts. I wouldn't be doing my own podcast. So thank you to those fellas. I want to also give a big shout out um, to our gym, Crazy 88. If you're in the Maryland area, stop through. Come train with us. We're friendly people. Um, we got three locations, too. Owens Mills, Elkridge, and Severna Park. All locations are just very welcoming and just like I said, full of good people. As you can tell, I'm one of them and Mark. So if you like what you heard here, come visit us at the gym. We're not completely weirdos. We're just a little odd on the microphone. And um, last shout outs to my um, other podcast. So you like horror. If you like scary movies, go check that shit out. We've been talking about horror movies in the decades. 
uh, from the 20s up to current. So go check it out. We're somewhere in the 80s or the 90s, maybe even the 2000s by this point. But go check it out. And also, we do some movie reviews. It'd be fun. And, um, yeah, that's it. I think we're going to get out of here. This has been a fun ride. I might even split this up into two episodes. <laughs> I don't know. Or y'all might just get all three of these hours. You don't take these hours. But otherwise, you guys keep listening. And we're going to keep making the shows. Thank you, everyone. And bye. Now let me see his song.